Welcome, everyone, to the OG podcast. Today, I have my friend from comedy, Jose Rojas. That's it. Hey. So you just got back from Peru, and you're in Austin until the 7th, right? Yeah, yeah, until until the end of the week. Um, I love coming to Austin. Austin is just the best place. You said you were kind of looking at a few different places to live in the States. You were looking at Florida, Austin. Mm -hmm. What are you interested in? I've always wanted to to come to America. It's one of those things... (laughs) It's like every Hispanic's life. It's like, I always wanted to come to America. Because um, we grew, grew up like watching American TV and, and show business and, and television and all that. And I was quite interested when I was a kid. But um, I went to Australia to play rugby. And playing rugby in Australia was what I mainly did. How old were you? It's like 18 when I got there. So like, yeah, it was 18. How old are you now? I'm 33. 33, yeah, 36. Yeah. yeah, 36. There yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah. So which you are 90... 86. 86, 86. Sorry. Yeah, 86. Yeah, 1986. Yeah, so 66, 86. Yeah, cool. Awesome. So, well, I made a change at 33. When when do you decide to... You used to do something. You used to work corporate for that. Like, I used to work for uh, Snapchat. Shout out to all my people you. at Snap. It was a really fun uh, job, and I miss it a lot. Um, I miss a you lot. You guys of it. are responsible for a lot of like uh, marriage breakdowns and yeah. you know, a lot of the, yeah. It's crazy. Those disappearing <laughs> photos, they <laughs> get you. They, they get, get you. They never disappear. I always There's wanted some... to turn the app into a dating app. Nobody <laughs> liked my ideas. Oh really? Yeah, I was like, that's what people are gonna use it for. Why don't we just because do they, that's what people are using mainly for. what they use it for. Like, well, people on Tinder only have their Snapchat. It's not only for hookups. It it has a hookup culture, maybe, but it also is just about one to one communication. Mm-hmm. So most of the communication, I don't you know know the numbers anymore, but during my time there, most of the communication was one to one. One to one. Yeah. Yeah, and it's that a, was kind of like the moat or like the edge of the company at that time. I'm sure things evolved quickly, but yeah. So you uh, went to Australia to yeah. start playing rugby. Yeah, I just went to. I, I went for like a six month period to which like i was gonna learn uh, yeah my dog's trying to get in (laughs) if you said hey i mean yeah no Um, chance (laughs) i got in for like it was just it was just a stint let's try it out i bought a ticket i went and play rugby for a bit met um some incredible people that to this day i know uh one of um a lot of guys there that are crazy and i i really it was like a culture shock because because you for me, it was like growing up in Peru, it's very different. Uh, I was saying to someone, like, I had to pay my fa- my first bribe the other day, like, ever. like For real? For real, in, in South America. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. it's actually something that I'm trying to do a bit about. Because it's like, I've returned. Like, I am a gringo. Even though I play my... Exactly. Like, no, I got, I got my hair. You make a pretty like, good Trump yeah, as know, well. I, I make a pretty good gringo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I've got a fucking Australian accent too. I don't have like a normal Hispanic accent. So You have like three accents, yeah, by it's, the way. It's, it's weird, like, yeah. yeah. And, and, it, and it changes every time I get high, according to the drug. <laughs> like if I do cocaine, I'm Australian. Like I'm like, go. hey, you going, mate? Yeah, fuck. Because I'm just like revved up. If I do weed, I'm Peruvian. I'm just chill. I'm like, I don't want to do anything. I just want to relax, whatever. And when I'm normal, I, I do a mix of both. Yeah, my accent definitely changes like my personality pretty much but oh uh, you'll be a fine entertainer then <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly it changes up and down um but it was funny because like i got to australia and met all these 
amazing people. And then I went specifically like, oh, to play rugby. To play rugby. Or, like, did you get recruited or did you know a team? No, like, no. Who, so one of the did, guys I used to play rugby in Peru um, okay. for Flaming Lions, which is a team that it's basically the most dominant team in Peru. Like they've won it eleven Sounds years dominant. in a row. Is like is everyone that plays there is from like a large portion of those guys come to private school. They go to this private school. I went to a different school. Ended up going there because I knew people. that knew people that were training there, and then they were like, "Oh, you want to play rugby? Come here and play rugby here." And I was like, "That's great." And through that, just through sheer physicality, just trying to just be better physically, I met really interesting people that advised me accordingly, and they were like, "Hey, you should go and play." I was trying to go overseas. I was like, I want to go and play rugby somewhere else. I was thinking Argentina, because Argentina is quite big in South America for rugby. I was thinking, oh, shit. I was like 17, and I was like, I want to go and play where the big boys play. Because my view, since I was... You're a big guy. How tall are you? uh, I'm 181 in centimeters. I think that's 5'11". Yeah, yeah, we're about the same height. Yeah. Um, But like... It's funny because like when I was 17, I was like, I want to go and play where the big boys play. You know, Argentinians are the best ones. In South America, they are the top. They, they, they've been third in the world. They haven't won a World Cup, but they are like just the best guys. Right? Like they're just consistently up consistently there. Consistently up there. So I was like, I'm going to go to Argentina. One of the guys that I play with was like, hey, man, don't go to Argentina. Go to Australia. It's much better. You're going to get better, better exposure to the sport whatever and one of my friends had just returned from from australia and he's like yeah man i went to this university it's in this place it's cheaper than everywhere else um and then he goes why don't you just do a a discounted cash flow model in which like you can prove that the cost of studying in australia is cheaper than the cost of studying in peru to your parents because my parents are very technical they're very like they're very like you're not going to do it unless you actually prove that you can do it. Oh, yeah. So and you were 18 at the time. They were like funding this stuff. Yeah. They were gotcha. like, well, well, how do we know that this is actually a good decision for us and for gotcha. you? And, like, and I was like, oh, fuck. So I went and did the research on how much was the cost of living in Australia. Just, just number Were they cool th- with you playing rugby? Like, that's a really aggressive sport, uh, my, right? High my injury. My mom was not cool. My mom was not a good mother. Like, she, <laughs> my parents weren't good parents, so they really weren't aware of like what, like, like what I was doing. They really never really paid much attention. Like, they were always like, as long as he's not killing anyone, we're fine with him just not being in our faces. Like there they were go. just like very hands off parents. Okay. Like, sure. and I think that that's all, always breeds like either breeds real estate agents, shitty lawyers. Or good entertainers. Like it just reads like reads these massive people of like unhappy, like wanting to wanting to prove that they can be better at all all the time and shine the light. That's pretty much it. We're all just recovering from our childhood. Exactly, exactly. Including our parents, right? Exactly. Include my my mom had a terrible childhood. I, I am surprised that she did really wait the way she did with it's, me. It's incredible how things continue to be so progressive in the world, like yeah. actually make progress considering you know, like everyone has some horror stories. Everything is a circle. It's everything is a turning wheel. Sorry. Yeah. So like everyone is at a point on the wheel and they're turning not at the same time. So like, you know, you guys put a rocket in your wheel and America is just constantly churning 24 seven, but other countries are not there because we don't have the system and industrialization that you guys have to. I bet that would be pretty wild to grow up watching American media. Like that really oh, would yeah, have yeah, to yeah. influence you. It, it just you. fucks you up. Like, cause we, yeah. we got, like all those little sites where you could see people like 
you know, with their faces split up and after they, they just hit the pavement, like running like motorbikes. I was watching. Wait, what sh- is that? Like a cringe video? Or yeah, like a, oh, cr- yeah, it was like, like, a- like, it was like a website. I remember like, so I got the internet when I was probably eight, maybe nine, ten, ten, ten-ish. Yeah, like, I think that was the I was, yeah, it That's was, really it, early though. It was really early. And it was like, a, Peru, a, we had to go into these classrooms at my school. And I had all the computers line up and it was Windows 95. Yeah, Windows 95 was the first one, wasn't it? I don't like, remember. Uh, I remember 95, yeah. It was all this. I remember it was just like all in pixelated and people, yeah. like, it, was, it was all this fuck. But it was like this big Before uh, Windows like computer, XP. computer labs. It, and in Peru, it looks, like, it looks like Russian education. When you look at Peruvian education and Peruvian schools, and especially this type of school, which is a religious school, Nuestra Señora de la Merced. And then it's just very religious school. Can you say that again? Nuestra Señora de la Merced. It's like Señora. Señora means like our Our Lady of Our Lady of Misericordia. Of yeah, Our Lady of, yeah. That's that's the name of the school, maybe in English. Cool. Um, it's quite a big religious uh, congregation in Peru, and these and these guys created a massive school, and they will teach you everything. Which, which when I look back at it, it was the best education. Like not right now, when I go back to Peru and I talk to my friends that we went to the same school, we go, we used to get, it was, even though it was a religious school, we got taught theology. So a teacher will come from, from religion, like, from religion. He will explain every religion. What is the re- religion? Is it Christian or what are uh, people in Peru believe? hundred percent mainly. Yeah. Gotcha. yeah. So we, we always get fucked, but you know, it's <laughs> by the government, <laughs> yeah, by the by, by everyone. Yeah. <laughs> the priest, the king, doesn't matter. Doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. America doesn't matter. We just all yeah, we all gotta get on our knees. We know we know where we sit in the pecking order. That's the funny. Pay thing. the alms or whatever yeah. it is. <laughs> exactly. We just have to be there. But it's it's funny when you grow up religious. It's just like shit. And then you grow up religious, right? You have this family that is like really don't do that. Yeah. Don't be weird. And then yeah. you see jackass on TV yeah. and you're like, what the fuck? People do that. <laughs> People do that. Like, and you're like, are you serious? And like, I grew up with like four channels. I didn't know people did anything. I didn't know people did anything. So you, you grew up in Utah. I grew up in Michigan. Michigan. I mean, we weren't like, I mean, we had technology. We were one of the first people to get the internet and computers and all that stuff. And I think that was actually a pretty big advantage for me. Um, getting the internet when you're like eight years old, like yeah, that's a pretty, pretty big good. advantage. Yeah. And we didn't have like cable TV or anything like that. And I was also grew up religious. And yeah. so a lot of it was like, um, you know, just hanging out with a community, that religious mm-hmm. community. And so it is pretty crazy to like see something like Jackass when you're like 15 and you haven't seen anything like that ever. Anything like that ever. And you're like, what the fuck? We were hanging out at Vulcan the other night, and I was telling somebody the story of the first time I ever saw porn. When was it? Like, tell me. It was like classic. Age. It was classic. It must have been eight or nine. I yeah, can't remember yeah. exactly how old I was, but it was at a roller skating rink, and some older kid, maybe two or three grades above me, was like, hey, come here. Come check this out. And we go to the back area where like the trash bins are, and there's just this circle of kids huddled over. Everyone's like looking at this thing. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> I walk in and into the circle yeah. and like look at the magazine. It was, of course, it was a magazine. And I didn't even understand what I was seeing. There's like these naked bodies and it's like all weird. I didn't even understand what I was looking at. And, and uh, like, yeah, that's and my first like, porn. Oh, that's, that's, 
I'm, oh, all right, that looks like. Oh. But I loved. I, I. It seems like a classic experience. You know, you're at a roller skating rink. The older kid invites you into the back area where the trash bins are. I'm There's pretty a circle sure that's of kids. How... It's like that's how it's done. That's how it's done. Exactly. I and got it... one natural, real thing in my life. Everything else is synthetic. <laughs> that was the only natural one. <laughs> you could say, it's funny because I look at it that way. You know how kids and boys used to get together back in the day to watch porn because there was no internet. There was no the privacy of your room and your phone. We didn't have that. Well, I didn't have that. When I was young, I remember this memory as a kid going like, I've got a VHS type of these. And I was born in the 80s, like 80, 89 in Peru. So my experience, I always said like, I used to watch like really old Mandraki. Like the, the, it was like a, a cartoon from the 70s or something like that, like about, about a magician. And this is an old fucking cartoon. And I used to watch that because that's what they played on TV. So we had like the American TV, but Letterman from the 80s instead of Letterman from the 90s. We had SNL from the 80s instead of SNL. So like I remember just being so lost when I got to Australia. Because he's like, I had mm. just gone like, what the fuck? I traveled to the future. Wasn't it kind of closer to the type of like the, world you were watching or whatever? I don't know. It was It was more like, like closer to... It was, it it's was, English. It, it was English, but it was it was already kind of like Peru was behind. Imagine Peru is a little bit behind. We used to get like uh, my family was poor as well, so we didn't get like oh like cable. socioeconomically yeah. yeah. So we didn't get the cable at the start when I was a kid. When I had my upbringing up until a level, like we didn't have cable. Then when I went to high school, then we started getting cable, and I was watching Two and a Half Men and whatnot. And then that as well, it's another impact because you're watching like sitcom, you know. So yeah, man, it's different to anything else. The stand up as well. It's just everything is just it's its own element it's when you look at it. Element. But now everything is all connected because there's yeah. not really that cable TV murky water that of all these channels of limitations that you have to be in a pecking order. It's like if you can create some value, if you have an opinion, you can share it. I cannot stand when people stumble over themselves while giving opinions, when they'll be like, I'm not a doctor, but I'm not a lawyer. I didn't think you were a doctor. I didn't think you were a lawyer. Just tell me what you think. Yeah. I'll make my own decision. What do you think you're going to like? I'm going to do something just because you say it. If so, that's my fault. But then like, people say that shit. Like people were like, are you a doctor or are you a lawyer? I seen like only those people can actually open a book. Right. Either a medicine. Like, yeah, I just want like, to hear the idea. Like, yeah, but they've been through the institutions of learning. And I'm like, yeah, but institutions can be corrupted. And out of date. And, and people can learn on their own. And yeah. So, like, yeah. but like, for me, so I just look at it from the point of view of like, as, a, as growing up as a, in Peru, talking about like me having to pay that fu- that, that bribe. Which I, oh, yeah. We which gotta, is like, which yeah. is pretty hectic. Like someone stops me. I don't have a Peruvian driver's license. So I have my Australian driver's license because... I haven't been to Peru, haven't driven in Peru ever. And I go, fuck, just put my Australian driver's license. And I go, I know I can drive in this country with this for about six months. So I've been here for two months, if less, three months maybe, like traveling around. Here in Austin? Like here in Austin and in Peru. So like traveling to to the Americas, visiting mom, being with mom and then being here, Um, which I'll hopefully make it permanent soon. Um, So the, the thing is, that when I look at that, I was like, fuck, I have to give him my, my driver's license. Like, and he goes, like, oh, you're not local. Straight away, he just goes, bang. His tone of voice, his demeanor, everything changes. And I'm like, yeah, not, not a local. And he's like, well, mate, you, you know you can only drive with this for six months. And I'm like, yep. And I, was, I had my ticket. I was like, I've just arrived. 
last month. So technically, I'm all good. And he goes, yep, you're missing a technical, a technical check in your car. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Like, like what? Like the like the gas? Like like the, like like the every, pollution every, or what? A, a cars in Peru every five years have to go to a check safety check. Right. Every car has to yeah. do that. It's fair enough. But mine was out of date by a week. Like, oh my god! Which is, a which technicality. Is, which is fine. Gotcha. Like, it's a technicality. And I was like, and me, being me, go. I'm sorry. You know, I understand that this is. Just but it's gonna be fine. But, but it's, just, a week. it's if you're gonna if you're gonna have to put the fine, I'm okay with you putting the fine. You know. And then he goes, "Whoa, the fine is like two thousand solids, which is like three hundred USDs." Well, even that's a lot. Yeah, the fine is like two thousand solids. It's like, whoa, you know, like. And the government actually gives us thirty percent of the fine, you know, they pay us that, and so we're encouraged to put the fine. I'm like, well, you, you put the fine. They're then, doing rev share with the cops. Come on, and then, like, the, and then the cop goes again, and he goes, "Hey, hey, by the way, I'm gonna have to take your car." And I go, "What? Yeah, so you're gonna like, have to be left on that. the street, and then you're <laughs> gonna have to go home." And I'm like, "You fucking kidding me?" So I grab my phone and I call mom because mom is the only person that knows about this car. So I thought, "Hey, what's going on with this?" And then she on the phone goes, you're going to have to give him some money. That's what's going to happen. Wow. And I go, what? And I was like, you're going to have to give him some money. That's what he's asking So she for. knew. Like, and, and I'm like, fuck. And in my brain, I'm looking, I'm thinking, all right, I've just been to, I, was, I, I had just been to a government building. So I drove into a, into a checkpoint to get into the building. There's police and everything. Get into the building. I did some paperwork. Came out to pay for the car park. I had to go into an ATM because Peru's not, it's not like cashless, like like here or Australia. It's very cash-based. So I didn't have cash. I went and took money out of the ATM. Surrounded by police officers, right? So I take 200 solids now to pay for my car. Like, get into my car, drive out, and straight away I get stopped by the police. Wait, in the cab? Like, no, in, just, the, in, like, in sorry, the car? Get in the car, yeah. drive out of this building, turn right onto the main avenue, not even two minutes on the road and the police go whoop whoop pull me over i just been through like four different police police checkpoints which means that if at any point in time they were working as a mob they would go check check so check. this is after you got after i've got so after i've been so i've been i've been to i went drove into a building right to do some paperwork like it was like some some passport paperwork to, to renew passports and all that to go through that building, your car gets scanned by the police, which means that they know, for example, this guy is missing his technical revision. Right? Oh. They check you on your way in. I go into this building. To go out of the building, you have to pay for parking. I don't have any cash, so I have to go and get cash. Fuck, dude. So I go to an ATM. To go to the ATM to get cash, there is a cop at the door. A cop just saw me, drove into the building, checked my, drive, checked my driver's license in my car. That means that they have flagged the fact that I don't have my technical revision for a week. Then there's another cop that knows that I have to pay for oh cash. God. And he's seen me taking cash out. This makes you proud to be an American. <laughs> right. And people go, you're paranoid for smoking weed. Like, you know, people, people in Australia, when I explain these things to people in Australia, they say, you're paranoid to smoke weed. But then when I'm in Peru and this shit happens to me, <laughs> like, you know, when a, when a police, like, because these guys work that way. Because I remember I went outside and ring, ring like I told my mom, I'm you're going to have to give How me How much some did money. you bribe them? It was like 40 bucks. Hey, that's not bad. 
out of 300 is not that bad. There it shouldn't go. happen. But it's probably what he makes, right? A little more than he makes. He's yeah. getting 10%. Yeah. And I said to him, like, I don't, I looked at him and I said, I don't have any money. And he looked at me he's like, and he went like, he was like, come on, sir. It's going to be like, you know, it's going to be $2,000 plus your car. Don't they have Venmo these days anyway? What? I guess it's a cash economy, you were saying. And then I went like, okay. And he said, oh, I have $100. And he's like, it's two of us. Come on. I'm like, all right, I have $200. And he goes like, <laughs> That sounds more like it. And I was like, with my hand in pocket, took it out, and he's like, come on, don't be so, it's just fucking, put it in your driver's license. So I just had to fold like 200 dollars into my driver's license and then just give him my driver's license. Oh my God. What a and I was world. like, you fuck, shit, I shut myself. The whole, the whole. So road. that's why you want to come to America, and now you're deciding between Austin and, and Florida, Florida, and why, what is interesting in Florida. Uh, like, Flor look at this, this is beautiful. That well, is where well, you like be. Florida, they, I got a job offer in Florida, which makes my transfer to America a lot easier. I see. Um, um, and Miami or what area? Miami, Miami nice. area, which is good. Uh, and there's some comedy there, which would be good. And I have friends that are doing some content stuff, which would be good to re to. I've reconnected with them, um, since I moved back or I decided to move back. But it's always like, I think what the transition would be. As I was saying, I love living like a bum and sleeping you know, in people's couches and back 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 to hotels and then going home and not having to pay rent, which is great. Uh, it's a big advantage, you know, and it's definitely a big in Peru is very Adventure, cheap. Yeah. So that's like people don't get it. Like if you pay rent here for a month, you can live in Peru for three months. You know H have you always done entertainment stuff? Like so you have like kind of this fitness background, you play sports, you're in rugby. I've always and been like you yeah. do some sales but uh you also are or you don't do much sales okay oh no no just i do the sales stuff yeah yeah. Oh, okay, sales yeah. stuff yeah i'm saying like entertainment stuff no right entertainment so like have you done that long or what is your motivation to break into it why is it interesting to, to you it. okay you know like it's one of those things that but i think everyone wants to do it yeah but like i did theater at school so i did like you know like any kid any kid finishing school but it, it is weird for a peruvian kid to do that like a, a catholic school like my, my dad was a politician uh, a very unsuccessful politician in Peru uh, in the 80s. And my mom worked for a long time for the government. So they were both very, um, like, I would say, active in the community and active in, in trying to... In Peru and, like... Yeah, create some impact in, in some sort. Because they, obviously, if you work for the government, patriotic. it's either two things. You're, you know, like... You're going. Is it patriotism or is it like uh, corruption? It's probably it's, corruption. It's it's, it's definitely it's definitely corrupt. Like okay. for my mom, it's actually my mom uh, took the Peruvian government to to court. That's the main reason why I didn't want to live in Peru ever again. It's just because I've always we always had we always had like uh, our beefs with with corrupt societies because we oh, hate it. You. Like we like I hate it. Like I that experience of me having to pay a bribe just makes me feel like unsafe because you can see that someone at that such a low level can be bored it's it makes the entire scenario uh it's 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 a dangerous place to be and and especially if you have like for example a different set of ideas right like and i'm not saying that that'll happen to everyone but i've seen it i've seen it happen to to like friends of mine from university that i went to their parents were very opposed to a certain government and and they were getting what is called political prosecuted you know like so you see it because governments in south america change so often 
so then the regimes and the people in power change so often so then the people that have the the handle on the spoon or the handle on the frying pan are all constantly changing so you never know when you're being fried or when you're frying you you always like in limbo and for me like as a kid my mom worked through so many governments and she was a stable realm in in with so many governments and and that gave me like in in she did it because she was extremely honest and who backed her with the gringos the us so she was always like people from washington people from the world bank were constantly saying yeah this person has to stay because we don't fucking trust anyone else to handle the money that we are lending this government so it was very for me it was very like I know where we where my values sit. In that, it'd be area. a tough environment to live in with all that corruption. Like it, it is, it's 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 it it pisses you off. Well, like, the hardest thing about it is just not knowing who you can trust, what you can trust. Like if I say, like, is this person just lying to my face? I have no idea. You know, like it's impossible, and and all that creates this cost. Even just thinking about that, even just wondering about that. Well, now you're not thinking or wondering about like your job or Absolutely. your friends, your family, or your family, or yeah. your whatever it is. Art, creation. You're not worrying. And if you are worrying it's, about those things, it's a good thing. It's a it's a wasted enforcement cost that can be solved by creating better relationships and incentives. A lot of what I think people. So, like, let's say you have a corrupt country. Mm-hmm. Nobody trusts each other. Mm-hmm. Every day the cost of that is so much more expensive than it would for everyone just to be honest and open and transparent. And then everyone would be way, way richer. Not like, not like double, like 10 X richer. I'm very convinced that uh, this, I I can't remember where I heard this idea. It might've been Jordan Peterson might've been one of his influences or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it was that the ultimate currency is trust. And it's that trust is what makes people rich. And what is the opposite of that? It's corruption and lies and deceit. And the thing is that you're like, I feel I, I'm a liar. I'm a sinner. I'm a person with oh, all the flaws. You're a human being? I'm a human oh, being, right? Like, and like, but this <laughs> is the thing. People go like, a human being cannot, oh yeah, no, this guy's a piece of shit. And you go, um, you make mistakes. You take, you make choices. And you act like a piece of shit. Like the only way you know how not. Like I, I just, just look. I look back at when I see, for example, people in South America go, "This person is the son of this person, therefore he's a piece of shit." And I go, "What? How does how does that make any sense? Like that you don't like my that you don't like my dad because of his political affiliation or whatever." And because of that, you think I'm a piece of shit. Like, yeah, I mean, it is it is dumb. Like, prejudiced people are pretty low IQ. You have but, to. But, but you think about that stuff, and you go, "Whoa!" And then you go back, exactly what you're saying. Education. Yeah. Because these people don't have access to what it like, and education can be through experience or through actual like formal education. I think I'm right. talking about more education through experience, because it's how it makes you feel to be judged that way. You know, because like it's it's about you have to like position in order to be able to have like the true learning is like it's it's through experience. It's through yeah, like that's having wisdom a it's like, versus yeah, it's, knowledge. It's having it's that experience. empathetic. What is your experience? How would yeah. you have felt if you had felt what I'm feeling, and yeah. vice versa? And how would I have felt if I felt what you're feeling? Have you ever heard of the idea of the primacy of real experience? No, no, no. 
It's just that the idea is that real experience is like the most important proofing mechanism. Like, how do you prove something is true? Well, I can tell you that one plus one equals two. We can kind of experiment with that and like, you know, build things on that model to try to prove that's true. Okay, now we can create physics from that and biology from that and all these different abstractions. Okay, it seems like one plus one equals two. But what about like something like what's a prejudice remark? Like uh, Jewish people are better than anyone else as measured objectively by the speed by the uh, Nobel laureates. I think oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think they the produce the more of Nobel prizes won by Jew people. Though. But not only that, like titans of industry, businessmen, actors, oh, yeah. I love them. musicians. <laughs> Man, they're prolific and. And there's more Jews than Mormons. I grew up Mormon, so that's an impressive fact uh, to oh, me. Really? Or wait, no, there's more Mormons than Jews. That's the what I meant to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. there's more Mormons in the world than Jews. And yet, who, who do you hear of? Yeah. Uh, yeah, like Mark Zuckerberg or whatever. I actually don't know if he is Jewish, but I assume he is. I'm pretty sure he is. I don't yeah. know. No idea. But he sounds Jewish. But I'm not even talking about the it religion. Yeah, I'm not talking about the religion. I'm talking about like yeah. something happened that made those guys better than everyone else. And it might have been whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. <laughs> that's a horrible thing. That's a horrible thing to say. Like, they do seem to make a, a lot of Nobel laureates. It's a very reductionist way to see it. It is. It is. It is. Uh, not really. But, but well, it's... It's a lot of winners in for one group that's less than Mormons. It's also like association. Because like you can be Jewish by... Isn't that you can become it? Like you can... I think they keep that pretty, pretty tight. tight. Pretty tight-lipped. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, I think it's hard. To is, it like a, is it like a voters club? Like you, you have to apply? No, I'd love to apply. I'd love to be Jewish. That'd be great. I'd wear the hat. I'd do the whole thing. Go to Shemag. Go to... <laughs> I don't know. I just... I, I like just their language. They got their own little Yiddish. Ari Shafir just did that. Uh, his near special art, which is called Jew. I know. I got to see it. It's on YouTube. I, yeah, I've heard it's pretty funny. I've, I've is it? A couple of, I've seen a couple of... Um, couple of beats that i agree with who 100%. are your comedy like, influences like who who do you listen to who do you like um i like i like what like i don't know just for me it was like obviously like rogan is a big influence uh mainly mainly in, in the, the sense planet. that i um uh, yeah i i've i haven't been a big fan for a long time you know like a lot of people go like oh yeah no i'm not being an og and i, I, I wasn't like i Oh, a Brogan? Like, yeah, a Brogan. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I wasn't for, like, I got friends that listened to him since 2009. Like, you know, like, they, they were. That's really people, early. They wow. Were, like, UFC guys. Not, not 2009, but like early, early on. And they were always in the UFC stuff. Like, for me, it was always like, I liked it. When did you first hear about him? Probably at university in 2013, 2012, at university at Bond Uni in, on, on Big Island, Australia. And why do you think he has such influence over people? What do you think the root of it is? Be, number one, he's, and quite, society he's uh, and I think I think that he's true to himself and what he likes. So that's that gives him a level of relaxation of what he has to do. Like I just you look at these incredible like people that are, that have achieved to uh, a level of success in in a, in a on a field, and you look at them outside of it. Like, I organized a seminar with Matt Fraser, which is a guy that won the CrossFit Games five times, and he is the elite of the elite in athletics. Like he's won the CrossFit Games five times, and I saw him operating 
and how he thought about training and how he thought about what he was doing. It was a single focus, it was mm. a single determination of his, and what he loved to do to become absolutely the best at it. But that is someone that wants to be absolutely the best at it, right? Like, I don't know if Joe Rogan is absolutely the best at everything he does, right? Well, he's but, the best at being him, But he's sure. the best at being, exactly, true to what he loves to do, which is, yeah. he's the best at producing. He's sure as she is disciplined. Because like, yeah. and, and every single one of these guys is disciplined. They are, right. A lot of, <laughs> every yeah. Single, and like, whether they, li- whether they like to say it or not, or whether they like to say, hey, yes, I may or may not be disciplined. They're all fucking disciplined. They all wake up at, a yes. cert- at, at the same time. They all have at least the same routine. They have they all- something. They have something that sets them apart in terms that they're willing to do work that other people won't do. And whether it's a good discipline or a bad discipline, because I've seen good writers with like a terrible work ethic or discipline and like or friends that produce some sort of like i've seen guys where i used to work in real estate that they were constantly fucked like drunk or on drugs but they were always on but that was their routine they basically knew i'm gonna get fucked up and 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 that's this is my setup i know the first drink i'm gonna ask for this and that, that like they had a schedule to follow like a process that's another thing that you see with high achievers is they often have some kind of crutch that they lean on in order to either like it's a reward or a, or a support or yeah. what was that or either a crutch or a ladder it's or, like, or a ladder how so because it's either it's either you help because a crutch a crutch can be seen as something that right. is helping you stand yeah up. i ladder like that is, is helping you get further up totally totally so, but so you're saying sometimes crutches can be ladders yeah, and vice versa, and vice versa. Or, okay i think that i think that when you look at it because like because because you look at if i look at something as a crush i particularly sense it as a negative because you only need a oh, crutch totally, yeah when you are hurt or when you have right. something like this but then you know like well like weed is a perfect example example, example weed example. well is the classic example yeah, of something that could be a crutch or a ladder entirely depending on how you use it uh, now, I don't think I've ever smoked weed and regretted it. Truly, truly. Even when I shouldn't. Even when I knew I shouldn't. My it's like waking up 9 a.m. and going to work. You know, I shouldn't have done that or whatever. But <laughs> yeah. uh, what can you say? I, I, you man, say? I've been so high at work before. And, and this is just, uh, I don't work for anyone anymore. So fuck it. Who cares? But um, like when I started to realize how much I hated the corporate life, when I started to realize like, the whole, hey, how was your weekend? Ah, oh, great. What do you do? Oh, I went to, uh, I watched a show with my husband. I'm like, oh, great. Ah, oh, yeah. how are the kids? Oh, I don't have any kids. Oh, yeah, I forgot. You're the one with no kids. And you're going to have to readjust your whole, per- to these people that really just, they like to watch The Bachelorette. They like to watch Jody Shore. So how would you spend your time perfectly? Like if you could spend it any way you want. Let's say you I get will- 100 grand a year for the rest of your life or whatever. I would just be at the creek in the cave at the back of this lab room, just smoking weed and hell yeah, shit. hell yeah. I think that that's the perfect place to be. Like, just turn on a camera, and now you got your money. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. Like, but it's just it's it's like I found out. I found out that you know a lot of people want you know the the epic offense, the dog coming and all that. And that's great to have, and it's a fantastic thing to have. And you have it. I think it's great, great dog uh, great for house. a couple more days. For a couple more days, but. You look at that and you go, well, great. This is what I want. And for me, it was, you know, I got to that level and I went, shit, like, it's beyond that. And I think that it was because of that, my parents, right? Like, having that lack of, they were never around. Like, I think since I was a little kid, never around. 
So my brother and I got always left our own devices to do whatever we wanted to do. So with like nannies or cousins that were much older than us. So we really had a different view on... on do you have a lot of family close yes, to where you grew up in Peru? around 36 cousins. Wow. Up. Yes, it's 11 aunties and uncles. And 36 That's like cousins. Catholic background yeah, coming Catholic in. Background. No TVs. No TVs oh, yeah. back in the day. Oh, fucking... <laughs> oh, are there a lot of Catholic rules? I th- I didn't know there were... No, I didn't no, no. I'm saying that back in the day, because well, my, my grandparents were from the country, so there was not much TV out there. Hmm. So that was the old saying. The old wife's tale was like they had a lot of kids because there's nothing else to do after night. I thought it was because you got to get people to work the farm. True <laughs> as well. Lose three of nah, them. No, my my fam- my 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 uh, family is definitely not like my uncles are not very farm orientated because back in the day you could have cheap labor. So so let's go back to comedy, comedy influence, yeah, yeah. how you would spend your mm-hmm. time. Um, and yeah, so... Yeah, no, you- like comedy influence, man, I think Rogan is definitely a big one in mainly in general, yeah. uh, in, in following what you like to do. Um, I love Tim Dillon because he talks about things that are smart and funny. Like he just rants about like the economy and he goes really good opinion pieces about what's capitalism how it's working his great opinions and how american society works yeah fantastic opinions right like but just like good good pointers and and then everyone else that i see right now it's everyone that i speak to right now it's it's i would say an influence but at the same time yeah it's providing something to me it's like an experience and it's an idea or even like how they work at it how many times do you think you perform stand-up comedy Total. Now I think probably I actually know that it's less than fifty. Less than fifty all up. But like I know that I'm I'll be it's less than fifty times for sure. And I could count them all because I have them all recorded. There you go. And I probably could go into my phone and do all that. But it's less than fifty. And why are you interested in getting on a stage in front of people and telling them what you think? Because I think that All narcissism aside. All narcissism aside. Yeah. Um it's whole narcissism. Just but whatever the entertainer's narcissism is. Just like, no, you know, like what do you void. intrinsically enjoy about it? Okay. my I have a message though. My message is a message of unification. My message is I think that if I were to leave this world with one thing and one thing only recorded ever would be like, you know, we're all the same, yet we're all living in different timelines and different experiences, right? So... Like just be kind I with each other message. and like and you know like we're all fucked up, we yeah. all make mistakes. Like life is not about the mistakes you make, but it's about the people you. Well, make why don't you happy. think people often act like we are all one? Because they hurt each, they hurt other people, and they take pleasure in it. And t- so today, anyway, yeah. Why is that? I think people don't. People don't. Don't. It's it's a cynical world out there. It's a very. It's a. It's you have to you have to hide in yourself out there. And like if you don't, if you don't. The structures of society have already been created, right? So a lot of people, people that don't fit in, the blue-haired crowd, the people that, the people that are extremely progressive, they want to destroy the structures of civilization. They want to, they want capitalism to to just be eradicated because it's inherently evil. I think that's a bit stupid. Like especially if you actually have not been part of capitalism. Like if you have never worked a corporate job in your life, you should shut the fuck up. 
sit down. Well, also just look around. Like everything is amazing. Yeah. Holy shit, yeah, everything's yeah, yeah, so yeah, awesome. No. It's crazy how good everything is. You can it's go, so crazy. Exactly. But like I'm saying, you can complain all you like. Complain all you like. But at least work five years in a corporate job. Pay your taxes. Do your tax returns. Be a fucking citizen of the country. Understand tax returns. But well, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm like, saying, why isn't the government doing that for you? What? Like, I got to tell you I how much it. you stole. I, and, and this is true. And this is all this. And like, and again, I'm coming from. I'm coming it. from a point of view of like. Obviously, I was saying this to to Jack Stoltz when uh, the other day. I was like, I'm coming from a point of view that I I grew up in Australia. Australia is a pretty like in terms of society. It's a, it's a, the country is beautiful. The people are amazing. It's just the best place on earth. It's like it's paradise. But really? I think that people are asleep at the wheel like they just let the government do whatever they want to do yeah all and, over and the government is looking at you at whole times and what you do that be that i say may it's a very good system because you're protected if you are unemployed you get paid yeah if you're sick Yo, you don't have yeah. to pay for insurance if you break your hand you get you get okay care society is awesome it's yeah. just not as awesome as it could be um it's not as free as it could be america is the freest society sure on earth whether you like it whether you like the agree or, with it or not and I, and this is coming from someone from peru that has an australian passport but that like, freedom isn't free i don't know that sounds like i'm quoting somebody but like what i'm trying to say is um the freedom isn't free <laughs> yeah like what i'm trying to say is there America. we have to be careful about losing our rights you yeah, know we can't yeah, let our rights yeah, decay yeah. i think like i heard i heard this opinion also that there is a book there is a very good book that i haven't finished reading yet but i am halfway through and it's called called Geopolitical Alpha. Geopolitical Alpha, great book. It explains how governments operate in constraints. So it's a, it's a constraint system. It's a it's a it's not it's not a preference system. It's not like you know Donald Trump has the preference of this, therefore she, he is going to act that way. It's like the system is already written, and he has boundaries to which he can play the game, right? Unlike you have black swan events like what Putin is doing right now because he's about to die, you know, and apparently he's got cancer and fucking Parkinson's and all this sort of shit. So, so like you have all these events that happen. Those are just mon monkey wrenches. Like that, those are like unique events that you can't predict. But everything else is pretty predictable. America won't dissolve itself because there's too many centrists that have way too much money. They have way too much interest in well, America. But it's also no. just durable. Like, it's fucking it's, durable. It's durable, but it's what I'm saying. It's like these Trump. people, no matter if you have Pelosi, no matter if you have fucking whoever you want, go go from middle, go from, go, go like left, right. At the end of the day, the people that run the country are all capitalists and they all want money. Yeah, and that's why and they want to. They will want to st stabilize it. They will want to bring it back to the middle because or, the incentives are aligned in capitalism. Exactly. And I do think capitalism could create a new form of government, basically one that is even more transparent, automatic, enforced, and. Uh, but that comes only from people. I think that it could only come from people that participate in the system, understand the system, and then they can criticize the system. So if well, you, but just like think of like how we got to how quickly we got to where we are today, 2022 in 1980, there's no Internet, basically, yeah. like basically. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so from yeah. all of time in history, like two monkeys had to bang a rock together to create a spark and get some fire or however they did it. I don't even know how they did it. Um, and then you get language oh, yeah. and you get mass media and you get technology and now you have social media 
and the rise of influence. And I really think that there is a through line in all this shit, which is a lot of it is what one of Rogan's things that he would say a lot, at least back in the day, is like, we need to find the right way to live for these times. Mm -hmm. And I always thought that was super true, which is actually what we've always been trying to do is find out what should, how do we adapt to our circumstance? Here's reality. Mm -hmm. How do we best adapt to reality? And so while you have to be able to understand reality and then you have to be able to strategize and have goals and outcomes that you want to achieve in reality Mm -hmm. and then you can best adapt to that but um yeah anyway all that all that's a little bit of a tangent um but that's that's actually pretty interesting that you mentioned how to how well i was kind of thinking about how you were talking about how there's these different there's constraints and there's like open things and black swan events yeah so there's basically basically like what, what what i'm trying to say is that people go if the next election a democratic president goes in America will, f- will will be destroyed, or if Donald Trump gets in, yeah. we're going to go to war. If this happens, there's just Doom so many sayers. things you can't predict. Yes, we're in very tumultuous times. I I'm scared. I every time I listen to people that know more than I do, they're also scared. So it's of nuclear war. What of, are people scared? Yeah, of like hot war or... I don't know. I mean, I don't want to be glib about such serious things because if they happened, it would ruin the world and we would all basically eat each other. Like, the funny thing about this that privilege There's a movie talk, about it, actually. Is there? What is it? It's in that... Isn't one of the funny movies with... Uh, no, that's... This is the end? Is that movie with... Oh, I saw that. Yeah, that was yeah, great, yeah. That's, that's a great movie about, yeah, about people yeah, eating each other and actually comedians being all in the house and... Oh, wait. Maybe I didn't see that. No, isn't wait. That, isn't that the movie with... Um, I thought that was the one where, like, the the Earth is going to get hit by an asteroid and nobody cares, which is basically what's happening. The movie with, um, with James Franco and these other guys. Oh, that one with all the cele- uh, celebrities. Yeah, and at the end, like, <laughs> I think Channing Tatum is, like, like a cannibal, like a dog. Yeah. Like, just dressed, like, has, like, a little mankini. It's, like, that's something that we would watch a lot back home or like will come a lot. I, I've, I've definitely seen it. I've definitely yeah, seen it. Yeah, yeah. No, but I think, I think that just in general, like people are too pessimistic about the system that is America. And I hear it a lot since I've been here in Austin. Like a lot of the guys that are like, Oh, this is not real. They always like, you know, clamping the fist and going like this and all like that. And I'm like, yeah, it's all right. Like if you're in your twenties and you're doing that, that's great. But <sighs> Well, there's always room for improvement, but like, you know, what everyone's got stuff they want to do. So, yeah, what is your ideal, you know, like what is your entertainment ideal? Like here's a would you rather? Would you rather have a million subs on Instagram monetized at uh let's say you're making like 150 grand a year, whatever it is. I don't even know. Probably more for a million. Um or would you uh, rather be a touring comedian that nobody knows about, but you're working all the time. You're on the road. You're constantly getting laughs. You're good at your craft. It's your own deal. The second one. Really? I would prefer to be. I don't know if you know how easy these YouTubers have it. <laughs> like they, they got have it pretty it very easy. easy. I, it's just, I just, I just, just feel a money. Bit, for me is like, I joined it and like a lot of people will be like, oh yeah, but you're sharing like my social media is, it's me really. I haven't changed it. I don't have any intention of having an old social media and, and deleting all my friends that have known me since before. 
Well, yeah, they're you gonna, want both. Really, like, it's, a, it's, it's, you know, it's like, I'm going to say I'm from Peru that it's studied in Australia. It's like but if only you only could want, I guess the question is, would you rather have wealth or fame and fame or pursue your passions? I, I want to, I, I want to have, what are your I, I think, I think wealth, wealth is very, uh, it, it can be, someone said this to me and I now agree with it more than ever. It's once you know, and once you uh, uh, get to an under a level of understanding of how things work, with a little bit you can make enough to live, all right, and you can invest and reinvest enough to live. Yeah, and you can create yeah. enough to live. You can. People you can, can definitely invest more so than they ever have been able to. But if also, there's a lot like, of tools you, out there for them. In, in like, and like, some fucking people hate some. Some people hate Gary Vee, and like I know a lot of people that hate him. And like I partially hate him too. Like for a long time, I was like, he's saying too I do many think things I that didn't I like no, him no, at first, no, no. Yeah. Hate is not the right word. What's it called? I find it annoying that he's always in my. He's kind of got this annoying, like really fast way, and he's always high energy, and, and he's always bringing it at you. And I'm like, that's not how everyone know how is all the time. Like sometimes but... I wake up and I want to just shoot myself, and I know when I do it live ever yeah. again. Yeah. And it happens like every time I'm in Peru, I just I'm at home all the time. I eat mushrooms. I smoke weed. I literally try to just be away from that society because it's like i just i feel so unsafe that i'm just high all the time <laughs> like i'm like oh whatever yeah. if something happens i'm gonna be i'm gonna be high nothing's gonna nothing's It'll gonna hurt me I'm gonna be, yeah. I'm gonna be so happy just from mushrooms and nothing's gonna so every time i'm walking around lima you're gonna see me smiling with from side to side really like, mushrooms microdosing Those mushrooms make you happy? Yeah, yeah yeah microdosing like psilocybin yeah oh, okay improve yeah fucking sick it's good it's good so that's what i do i do, I, I do love mushrooms yeah but like that's it's just for me it just gives you like that little yeah you feel a little bit more chill when you put music on your ears you actually can i always have to earn that with like a, a you know some pain first but uh, a workout yeah no no it's... not like a workout like i like i usually get sick on mushrooms usually really yeah like painfully ill oh really almost every time 100 percent. is yeah. that your gut bacteria or something like that? you have i think it is yeah i think i have like an aversion to it it's, it's one thing it that I've noticed since I've been in America is that my stomach has been pretty crooked. I've been pretty bad. And it's just like, oh, like I don't know what it is with the food, but or maybe with, it, with handling money. You guys handle a lot of cash here. Yeah. Like in Australia, they don't have much cash. It's like all like payless, like PayWave, Apple Pay, mainly everything really. Some places don't even handle cash. But my stomach's been crooked ass and it's just... It's crazy how you change your gut bacteria can change just from also traveling a lot, and that's what Anthony Bourdain used to say a lot that his gut bacteria change a lot, which can also make you diabetic. By the way, learn that. It's interesting how diet is like the issue of our time. It's excess. The issue of our time is comfort and luxury. We all have way too much of everything, yeah. especially in America. Obviously, there's the third world, but they're not here, so we don't really care about that. Hey, We're hey, I'm about here, our privilege. Peru is not the third world. You guys got the internet. <laughs> I'm You're third fine. World. Peru Let's just third pretend world. Uyghurs Peru don't exist world. and go back to squabbling Peruano, over the privileges of mundo, first world mundo. elites. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, like, you know, like we just, they're, yeah. they're over there. They're, they're not over there. part yeah. of our world. True, we're at the border. We're all good. We're speaking yeah. another language. Actually, <laughs> there's a lot of gringos moving down there, I've heard, uh, to Mexico City. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of gentrification happening, which I think it's a good thing. Like it's, my view of the world is, yeah, like if America gets too expensive, go to South America. Fucking go to Peru. Hit me up. People like, are moving to uh, Puerto Rico these days, which I've actually heard for a long time now. You can move anywhere in like in South America, and, and the thing is that with the internet and you have Elon Musk starting, like you know, um, he's putting Starlink in Peru starting in 2023. 
which you're going to have fast speed Isn't internet everywhere. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, or he's just like providing access, I guess. Providing access, yeah. Okay. So like starting it, I seem like right. starting distributing the, 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 the satellite connection and the satellite connection, which it's incredible because Peru is, is very hard to be connected via mobile phone. Right. So then if you can then have Starlinks everywhere or you can, we were discussing this the other day about, you know, like um, the growth of people trying to just be digital nomads so travel the world and instead of being in one place at, at all times uh, they're just traveling around working on the computer they're freelance they're doing some sort of content creation they're doing some sort of like editing starlink um, makes that possible for yeah, sure yeah and, and now starlink makes it super possible because then you can inbuild that into your business model and say hey this is a co the cost of running my business that means i have to be connected all the time you can do it yourself, like you can just do that and travel the world and then blog around the world with your own styling. Like it's incredible, like the amount of capacity and freedom that gives you. And I think that that in South America would make for that gentrification of the societies. Yeah, which is, which that's is just what, improvement. That's which just is what I think we should get to. Everyone, everywhere. Yeah. And I think that it will happen as travel yeah. becomes cheaper, right. as technology grows. Bread gets cheaper every year. Concrete gets more efficient and stronger. New building, but also building materials. Building like, methods and materials. Like in Australia, to build, a, to build a house is really expensive, right? In America, I don't know if concrete's getting better, but what was that? In Australia, to build a house is really expensive. Here is really cheap. Um, I'm really excited about this prefabrication. Have yeah. you seen much of that? Oh, the house that you can just... It makes up. so much more sense to me that you would prefabricate everything because, first of all, you're going to get way higher quality control if you're working in a factory setting mm -hmm. than out on a custom job, obviously. Yeah. Second, you can like have really good materials sourced at much higher volumes, so mm -hmm. cheaper. Everything's just way more efficient and cheaper if you're going to do it at a factory level. And I think, do you think, because, for example, right now when I look at Austin, Austin is growing so much so many buildings like yeah it's gonna be wild it's insane it and like, years. i don't i don't know if because you look at i look at those buildings and i know there is going to be behind those buildings there is going to be a whole industry of people trying to fill them up right mm -hmm. because i've been part of that industry of people i've been part of the real estate industry the leasing component they, they're brokers calling and what people don't see is that those brokers are going to be calling guys in another city that have a business that doesn't have an office in Austin. So those guys are actually doing the job for other businesses to think for them whether or not they want an office in Austin. That's their job. Yeah, but this place is going to keep growing exactly. for sure. Like, this is what I'm saying. It's like those people are doing that job. So when you look at those buildings pop up, yeah. people, a lot of comments I've heard is like, Oh fuck! It's gonna be another tower, and you know, and I'm like, no, another tower for lease. I'm like, people are like, they have this bad attitude. Bad That's attitude so crazy. And I'm like, yeah, towards growth. Why wouldn't you like, want growth? It's just oh a my normal, god. It, like, it, what when, else would you it, want? It's like they go like, oh no, the pie becomes. Someone said the pie becomes smaller. And I'm like, no, it's like the CrossFit models, right? The pie becomes bigger. It's like you got three thousand affiliates. That means that they made them now themselves a huge. Man, sport. we have like more games than people to win them. It's, the pie is it's, infinite. It's, it's gonna keep growing. And it's like the pie is attention, and I think attention and and, and span. Okay, sure, and, fine, and, but also, yes. but. But that's not the pie. First of all, attention isn't like a perfectly finite resource. It can yeah, be fractionated exactly. 
basically infinitely, Absolutely. which I think has been happening right now with short form video a lot. Mm -hmm. But even think of this, like what if you were to like listen to two different, like a YouTube video and a podcast at the same time, like you could maybe like, part, I'm just saying like, there's a lot of true, different actually, ways. I'm actually, like, I'm actually thinking about it because I'm like, I'm just saying, how the fuck do you know what I do? Cause like I do that. I listen to YouTube. I'm, I'm on YouTube in one. Well, like avenue. if there's two very slow discussions happening, it would be possible or whatever. But you have one is, outside, one in the room. And you're or like you have going, the TV on and yeah. you're looking at like people's attention can pop back and forth really quickly. We don't have as deep of attention anymore, but we do have the ability to like do a lot of different things at the same time. And I think people discount that advantage yeah. in this new world where they're like constantly mocking how like people are always checking their phones. But like it's it, you always check your like. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, that's because it's not yeah. in my hand yet. Like integrate it so I can stop checking it. And also people go from different waves as well. Don't you feel like because I as a as a human being, like my experience is sometimes I have the periods in which I want to yeah, listen to totally. podcasts and I'm only listening to long form podcasts like Joe Rogan for a week. I'll be listening to all episodes I miss kind of thing. How long it takes to get through them. Exactly. And then I'll go or whatever or whatever things that I will. Oh, this guy was actually pretty interesting. I, I skip things that I don't find interesting. Like I don't listen to everything. But like if I don't find the guy, it was a guy talking about. Regenerative um, agriculture, or something like just recently, like just just today, and um, and on I, Rogan's podcast, yeah, yeah, and yeah, I thought that was really something. interesting, but his voice was so fucking boring that I was like, I much rather read about this guy than listening to this guy. So I just, you know, like that's I take that choice, I, I make that choice about it sometimes because their voices are really slow. Is there a transcript available? There will be, but I won't read. Yeah, I've never yeah. done that. I, I never, I can't read an interview. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't need to. Read <laughs> I, I, I can't read as best of times. I, I read very, like I read, I try to read constantly, but I, I'm very, my attention span just goes. Yeah, Woo. but I think that's like a lot of what's happening in this new short form yeah. content and crazy world of uh, people having a lower attention span. Mm -hmm. I think it's actually great that's for I think comedy show, content comedy creators shows so and much, comedy. Comedy shows are so much better. I think that there's going to be a lot of that, a, a need for a lot of for a lot of that in different places. So yeah, I was asking like your influences with comedy. Like, why are you interested in comedy? Like, I think what, how about another? Would you rather another? Would you rather? Would you rather be a famous touring comedian or a star actor on a TV series or movie? Oh man, if I can. If I get an acting gig, I wouldn't say no. But equal, I, equal levels of fame, though you and money, everything's the exact same. You have the same levels uh, of comedy supporters and support on both. You sides. can be more honest with comedy. Yeah, and you can be a hundred percent honest on who yeah. you are and hundred percent honest with your mistakes. Yeah, and that's you can, what makes that's comedy. And, and you can make mistakes, and and you are encouraged to make mistakes with comedy because you're trying wild shit, and you can say. And I'm not saying that that that's what I want to do. I don't want to sell wild shit like. But one, my mom doesn't get it because she doesn't speak English. So yeah. I can say whatever the fuck I want about my asshole and people licking it because she Just would never get Peruvian. it. She would never get it. She would never. If I, if I marry a Peruvian chick, she would have to, she would have to, she would have to trans, read the transcript. But I, I, I don't have the shame of my mom is going to listen to that. Beyond that, my mom and I have a relationship now where I treat her like she's a friend and I take the piss and I say brutal shit in Spanish just to make shit awkward because I want the comedic fact of me and my mom having that interaction. 
because I do want to make those jokes. I do want to make sexual jokes, and I do want to make th- things about that. And I have my mom alive now. I don't have. My, I don't do you, have do you restrict your comedy in any way? I do agree, though. That's such a good point. That comedy versus acting. Like, yeah. why would you do one or the other? Yeah, everybody would love to do everything if it was easy enough. But yeah. if you had to choose one thing to do with your life, there is no more freeing thing than Absolutely. comedy. And like you can be, and like you, you are like because actors. Yes, it's like absolutely true. Yeah, it, it's just so different. Like you, 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 you got to be a, a character, but then you also have to pander to people to like you and to an audience. And 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 if you're gonna go into a movie, I don't know if that's changing. I don't know if that will change because you got Netflix. People go, oh, now you have the internet and you can act anywhere. But but it's censored. It will be interesting to see what happens with Elon Musk and Twitter. Yeah, it's interesting. You think he's gonna rebuild Vine to compete with TikTok? I think Seems like should. a possibility. No, of think course he should. He should. Yeah, like, I think and I think that 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 YouTube Shorts and I think that every American company that has any sense should be doing anything in their power to compete with every Chinese company is trying to take over. Like it's just yeah. it's 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 it's. I find it well, stupid that not, not to do that. We were talking, yeah, right. We were t- we were talking about the marketplace of attention and like the total addressable uh, pie of attention. And so, like, that's what these companies are doing. Mm-hmm. They're building these platforms to harvest t- attention. And then the creators are, like, they're building the container. The creators fill it with content. Yeah. And, th- and I think that is a building, build, build it and they will come model. And that model is a very good model when you have the, cap- the capacity and the money. Um, to build it better, yeah. To build it better. And yeah. 10 times better. And, and But that's... It's like the McDonald's model, and like I know that a lot of people say that uh, the McDonald's has ruined the world and and modern civilization and how we eat and not. But they have a system. That's all I'm saying. It's like it's a, it's it, whether it's a natural or unnatural system. It's a rational system. It's easy to follow, and it can be replicated across multiple places. Yeah. And I'm not. I'm not a very systematic person, but I try to be with things that I like doing in the sense that, for example, with comedy right now, I'm trying to build a system around it Yeah. that creates, that allows me to create more. So, for example, hang out with more comedians, right? Like mm-hmm. in, in, in coming to Austin, I really want to do it. So, like, going back to what I was saying, it's like when I was a kid at 17, I, try, I, I traveled places to try to be around good rugby players. I went to Australia, went to the Gold Coast. I hang out with guys that were playing rugby at the highest levels. It's and a lot of what influences your ability to break into something is, and just be a part of uh, something is uh, whether or not you're surrounded with those people. Because what there's that you're like the average of like the five people you spend the most time with. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and, so and like, like that's they say they say not necessarily. If, but you can have those five people, and this is the other thing that I believe uh, to be true for me. That it's it's houses view of the world. Like no one else's fucking view of the world will have this. Is that you can have those five people in different places in different stages of your life. Do you think you can have them remotely now through things like podcasts? Oh, I think you can have them. You can have them at at stages, experiences, moments in time. Because I met guys that I've met once, right? And I am sure if I see them again, because uh, you know we met once maybe in, in Sydney or traveling through through a tough time. And I was like, oh man, I can help you out with that. No worries. You know, 
and I'll do something nice for them. Because just because, not because I'm expecting anything in return, but it's just one of those things that you go, well, you're, it's a person in need, we're just going to have to sure. give them yeah. a hand. And then you see them after a while, and then you become like, you're just really good friends with someone. And like you have that, that level of influence in saying that that person yeah, right. has influenced you yes. at that moment. Right. That was one of the pe- five people that were around you at that moment. And it can time. last. And it can last for like... Ever. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. And at the same time, a person that can be with you for years can have absolutely no influence See, on who that's you are. kind of what I would argue, or that was kind of like the point I was wanting to make is like, I wonder how much of the average that you are as influenced by the people you spend the most time with is actively is what is active. Like, yeah, it's like automatic. It's just like yeah. gonna happen no matter who you, who is spending, you're spending time with. It's yeah. almost like what ideas are you listening to? Mm-hmm. Those are the things that are going to impress upon your mind. Yeah. And that's why I was asking with podcasts. Is I think like, for podcasts for me, what I listen do you think, to everything. Well, like, but what do you think the impact of is of listening to like a given creator or a podcaster? It seems like they actually would be, I know I've listened to like some podcaster and I start using their turn of phrase or their, you know, a hundred percent. And so and like, we know that also, for, me, for me, like, which is, uh, for me, it's even even worse. Like it's like when I listen to people, like. But what English, do you do? Do you not listen to a, what? No, no. I, I try to listen to as much. Like I, I try to listen to a, a lot of different things. Like for example, uh, when I was going through my through my divorce and through the whole thing about breaking up a relationship that was a long term relationship, I listened to probably two hundred episodes of marriage counseling, like therapy, mm-hmm. fucking yeah. podcast. Just because I was like, I want to know what everyone else is going through. Like, right. I want to fucking, I want to be, I, I just want to listen to it. And like, like, I'm not a piece of shit. Like, some of those guys were pieces of shit. Like, I'm a piece of shit too. But like, you know, but I was like, whoa, like, there, there's a lot of bad people. <laughs> there's a lot of, like, you know, there's a lot of fucking marriages that break. There's a lot of people that, there's a lot of things. Right, there's a lot, I'm a not lot of the, people are experiencing I'm the same I'm not the thing. only one experiencing the, the, you know, the loss of love or yeah. like, or the, failures of my my inability like you know those things you feel like oh there is all these stories and yeah and i think that yes that those things that's a great part of having all this content and stuff but yeah yeah no but this is is you can you can then go into into just those realms for me it's like it depends on what i'm trying to capture at the moment like when it comes to through comedy and interviewing like i listen to every podcast that i can that i can uh, listen to about it but it's more about going through books reading a lot about it from comedic influences and and how to write and how to get into the english so style of comedy as well so like knowing multiple languages what are like some of the uh books and things that have influenced you like you were talking about uh some russian literature Tolstoy. yeah so like oh for me at the moment the biggest one that has been has been all the stoicism books. Oh yeah. Uh, uh like oh Ryan Holiday. Ryan Holiday was a big influence. I gotta check out his books. I haven't actually read them. It's I've really heard good. about him for a long time, but so I I was listening to wasn't Holiday was He's like, got a good podcast. He's got a good podcast with he's got a good interview with Tim Ferris. Oh yeah, it's a ton of good interviews. Yeah, great yeah. interviews. Um so one good one with Rogan too. He's got a great one with uh Chris Williamson. He's got a great one with Rogan. Um his his, uh, his is that guy from the UK, right? Like the yeah, he the, lives here now in Austin. He's a oh, podcaster. Really? Yeah, yeah. He's, I've been I've been watching a fair bit of him. I saw him on Rogan, and I was like, yeah, he's got pretty good 
view of the world as well. Like he's just got his own unique. He's from the UK. I like his style. Yeah, his style is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. No, he's that's that sort of stuff. Like when you when you find you can find those people that someone else met them before and they have been fan of fans of them for years and you go wow like that thing is what amazes me about this environment we're in what amazes me about austin is that everyone is creating everyone is in their own realm everyone is in their own way and everyone is interesting in the own unique personality like the yeah. own unique way and i just like that everyone is focusing on their own craft not on everyone else's they're just focusing on what they are doing and their journey whether their journey would be to be super famous or not to be super famous and now we all joke about it you know like everyone but like it's, it's but is it fame like what do people want they want an impact they want influence they want fame people those aren't all the same i think everyone wants i don't know to be comfortable the pursuit of happiness you know do whatever they want to do i don't know there like i think that the reality at the end of the day is everyone wants to be comfortable whatever that is everyone wants to get to a level in which they can say I don't have to breathe for rent. I don't have to breathe for food. That's can, true. That's like, very true. There is nothing. And, and this comes from a guy that, you know, at a point in time, we were bathing ourselves in buckets with waters that poured out of like, you know, the sink. Like we, we, we didn't have much when we were young. And, and then again, like going into Australia and then working, having all these challenges like, normal, like anyone else are in their 20s. I'm older than everyone else and had a career before. So when I look at that is when you get to that level that you can go and be, okay, I can, I know I can do it. I know I can replicate this. I know I can work and I'm, I'm a person in society. And now for me is like, yeah, I know I can do these things, but I want to do this thing, which is much funner, which is comedy. All right. Like, well, yeah, how, right. how, and, and this is what I'm saying. A lot of the, when I look at like the younger people here, they had, the amazing chance to take the decision and take the jump earlier to going what they want to do earlier which is to go in the, into the art into the craft earlier and find themselves through that which is fantastic how do they even find it i don't know like how do people find it so i have no idea I and, I, like and, I, I have and every that. time i think of that i go uh like, again like, like I some 16 year old that's doing stand-up is like how do you even know that you want to do go, that that's crazy not only do you know what it is but you know you want to try it like you know i don't how, i guess that happens I you guess know how happens. there's some people that when they go through a drive-thru and they see a 16 year old working as the cashier yeah that's normal that's and they what go like and they go like oh they go normal or they go congratulations at least you're working you know you're getting yeah. you're getting ahead i'm like i don't think that like i think that's good like good because he's showing some responsibility but like i think it's it's when you let yeah, that's that i see what you're saying yeah go into art that's evolve into an a interesting point like because i think that we should all have the ability every single human being as like the romans used to think and the greeks used to think when they were at the most prolific times in their societal levels like when everyone was having that that bliss era it was all about thought it was like you had some warriors yeah. you had like the warriors going out there and protecting you because it was a rough society and we will always have that but mainly it was a society of sharing ideas of yes. getting together of, of having an environment in which you can come and this is kind of my thing like my thing is i'm peruvian i lived in australia i had to become an australian by literally just merging with the society like Ameri my, my ex-wife australian so i had like a really first person view of what being an australian is and it was great but for me it was like hang on a minute like i 
this is this is a great way to be you know and to be part of this society but i know for a fact that there's a half of me which is peru peru that it's not having the same privileges and the same events that you guys are experiencing because no one is telling them that that is a possibility and that and that they have a reach and they have a capacity yeah that's yeah. And important. that's a big advantage now of like everything being so connected. Exactly. And this is, it's about, it's about having the, the ability to say, Hey, have a look at other places. Just look up. Like, cause everyone is so focused. Like is that everyone's working in themselves with it, wherever they're in. And they're just looking down at all times. And I think entertainers try to yes. try to go and take them away from it. Look at the world around Look at you. the world that I have seen. Yeah. Perhaps you would like to see it too. And then they build or are up the, seeing it and just not noticing it or yeah, or saw it, but you haven't seen it yeah. this way. Yeah. Cause I have a, I, like, you know, I don't know. I have a different perspective. I'm from Peru and yeah. I lived in Australia. Totally. Uh, you know, and, and like, that's probably my only two things, but not like, I also have another perspective like, Oh, I'm very politicized because, but at the same time, I hate it. Like I, my dad was very politicized. But at the same time, I go, I don't want to be politicized. So did you say you were on some uh, fitness podcasts or oh, yeah. no, or my friend, shows so or something? The Cross-Ex Method. And there's a few other other guys out there that do mainly podcasts with gyms. Or what's your interest in fitness, I guess, was my question. Um, has always been my interest. I was a fat a fat kid. Oh, yeah? How about? Oh, uh, oh, I was 75 kilos when I was nine years old. Titties fat or? Titties fat. Like okay. I used to wear XL shirt, like XL shirts when I was like nine, eight. All right, me too. Like I had like titty. I looked like a fat lesbian. Like, <laughs> I, like, like it was like I was, I was shaved head. I looked like Victor Martinez, like Victor J. Martinez, but like as a, as a kid, as a nine-year-old, like short shit. Like it was funny. Sorry, Victor, but you know, you, you, that's your joke, not my joke. Uh, but that's, I looked like that as a kid. And I think someone at 11 introduced me to capoeira, which is this Brazilian dance, mm -hmm. martial art kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I did that until I was like 16. Did that, jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai. So like in and out with people, nice. like doing that. A couple of the guys that I did capoeira with became black belts in jiu-jitsu. Tatui. Uh, I know the know. beginning dance to capoeira. Yeah, yeah, it's so gay. <laughs> it is yes, a little fuck. like it's, the gayest it's like thing in the dance world. fighting. Come on, fucking gay. Like it's, it's so gay. What are you gonna you're wearing these fucking little tight, wide, fucking short, wide, wide leggings, and you're like kicking each other and dancing. Yeah, and I'm like, it's literally called it's dance the fighting. Fucking most, it's the gayest thing. And Brazilians take it so seriously that I, I am sorry, I don't want to get killed by any Brazilians, but oh, do they? As fuck. Like the only <laughs> good thing about Brazil is Brazilian jiu-jitsu. That's stuck with it, get with it, move on. You know, don't tell people that you did capoeira. But anyways, capoeira has actually, it's... Um, but you were moving your body, was I was the moving point. my body. And I started doing it, and it gave me flexibility. It, could it helped me with a lot of the CrossFit stuff I did later. And with the rugby stuff. Cause what do you doing. like about CrossFit? It seems so injury prone. That's like why I haven't got I, um, into it. I didn't like it at first because of that. Because I was coming from a Charles Poliquin background, like a very strength and conditioning, biosignature, losing some weight background. One of the guys I work for, he was very big with that, and he became a PhD. He actually now trains the Olympic Chinese uh, team. Uh, he's one of the head strength coaches, and he's a fantastic guy. So he, this, this guy I used to work for, um, just a point, he taught me a lot about training, but also how to run a facility. So then from there, I went out and opened my own gym uh, with a guy that was a trainer with him. We both 
he wanted to open a CrossFit gym. I wanted to open a gym. And I said, hey, why don't we join Hopping One together? You've got the strength and conditioning background. I've got the sports background. I've got some money that I invested when I was at university. Why don't we just... You know. So we did that. And yeah, love love fitness. So I've always been around it. And I did that for a couple now, of years. Now, was this a gym that you like still own and operate with him? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's called Body Dynamics Training uh, on the Gold Coast. And we like run it for... I run it for like... That's really cool. Yeah, I run it for like a couple of years. And then I sold it to him. Uh, but like that, that's that's another thing. That's the experience I had just to build that. And the gym is still going. There you go. It's still going to this day, and and they're they're going really well. But for me, it was like at the time, I thought that I didn't know enough to actually continue to do something. Has always been my thing. It's like I, I don't know enough, so I have to put myself in another position to know more. I, I have to change the environment to know more. I have to do to this, learn before you do. To learn before I do, and then and then to look my my no, ex my ex hated it like people some people in my life they go like you never fucking stick I'm like, i stick to things for about three to four years and then like you know and then after that i'm like okay three to four years that's kind of a long time to stick to things it's, most people are three to four days yeah no, it's, it's like crossy was crossy was 2014 and i stopped competing in 2019 and I, my goal was to go to the games we didn't but we went to regions. how do you practice fitness now uh right now it's just like i do burpees and push-ups like calisthenics just calisthenics at home like i don't i go Honestly, to a gym I think that's the best yeah I, I just go to a gym uh once a week to do squats first of all you don't need anything more than calisthenics and no. it takes out all the excuses yeah and there, there's not even a piece of equipment you want to know why because your body's heavy enough exactly you can just do like 50 50 burpees a day would do be enough that's a good amount of burpees yeah it's a good that's amount a good burpees. amount and I, i'm saying like 50 burpees a day I'm, some days i go Five sets, five sets of ten. Some days I go ten sets of five, and I just try. Or, or some days I go fifty at once. But I, I just try to get it out of the way. I hate burpees. I never do them. That's what. That's that's the main reason why I do them. Like because I go really because you hate them. Because I hate a good them. Reason to yeah. Because I go like well like the main, and and that was the cross the, the entire reason why when when so I sold the gym after after a few years after a couple of years because I was like I don't know enough of a business. And I find myself making a lot of business mistakes. So I'm going to work in, in real estate to learn a business and how a business operates. And then I might go back to the gym later in life. That was always like a plan, right? So then I went into real estate. Real estate was great. That, that became my career. I've done eight years of it. Know it really well. Sales, leasing, property management, development, whole thing. Like I can understand it. I know it. But that's not what but your I hate passion it. It's is. A, it sucks. It's just it's the same shit over and over again. So what are all your kind of like comedy, entertainment? Like what are the things that you want to be spending your time on? It's just like I want to write. I want to just really? write the fuck out. I just want to start writing. I want to get whatever I have to say in writing, mainly in writing comedic pieces about culture pieces, like culture differences, culture separation. Like between, between South and North America? or Between like general... Uh, like I think that I like I find world politics quite interesting because uh, obviously when I went to university in Peru it was for political science. Um, I have friends that are sociologists in Peru, friends that are like uh, anthropologists and, and and so forth. And I find that everyone is the same. I find that all these left leaning people are the same everywhere you go. Yes, yeah, what we're talking about. And Everyone's exactly. connected. So yeah. like this is my point. It's like it's so fucking the same. So so we all have the same level of complaints, which I find that hilarious to me. So then, like, it's it's quite funny that someone that it comes from a very weird, like, very dangerous place is Peru, and 
I perceive it as that, they perceive it as that, they still can be progressing fucking the level of, progr of progress can well be that's because the difference between us makes all the difference like what is unique about us makes all the difference yeah, yeah. so uh, you compare the outcomes and the types of people that you can get in the world you know like joe rogan or the rock and it's like holy shit people can really fucking do th some things in this world and uh, it's hard to capture what that variability is between people we were talking about high achievers one of the most common things that I find across really high achievers is a commitment to fitness, which you don't see in the business world as much, but they also aren't like the craziest high achievers. Like they're doing their job. They're doing their role. They stay in the same company for decades. Yeah. Yes. And so like, they're not actually pushing the boundary, but the, so many of the people that are pushing the boundary have a physical element to Absolutely, it. Absolutely. 100%. Everyone that is a high performing, like, if I'll tell you, I can name a lot of real estate guys in Brisbane right now, where I was from, that were high achievers, okay? And fuck, they were machines. Like, they just operate like there is no tomorrow to be, like, like they just basically will go every morning to the gym at 5 a.m. They'll, uh, at 6 a.m., they'll get to the office straight from the gym. They'll, they'll do their emails. They'll have, like, a schedule. And then at this time, they'll have this, this, and that, and they'll have this block of time. But like it, fitness is in there and it's not like mild fitness. It's, it's like hard fitness. It's hard fitness. At the start of the yeah. day. And it's usually, but I think it's that. It's just the hardness of it. It's just having yeah, something exactly. that makes you feel vulnerable that you don't want to do, that you have to do. It's like yeah. getting up on an open mic in front of yeah. a room full of comedians that you don't know. It's very similar actually in that it's way. A, it's just that, it's that, you know, like you, you that feeling before you kind of go, don't oh, really want to do this. No fuck, I'm going to go anything. do it. Oh, we're what doing it. Doing? Okay. Here am I fucking, why did I quit my job? And you're like, and you're like yeah. what the fuck am I? But then you go, this is, this is what I But then you do it. And then you, you do it. And then you amazing. come outside and you go like, this was the fucking funnest thing yeah, I've done yeah. today. And this is that's the, the reason why feeling. I do it. And I go, I go to, ha, and that's all I care about. And like, just, you can just go out and be like, okay, relax. I need to ride more. And then you look at your mistakes and then you go, okay, did that work? Yes. And then you, I'm going to have something to listen to later. And like, I'm trying to start filming myself more. I record myself a lot. I film myself a, a lot. But like, when I'm talking about CrossFit, right? I studied CrossFit. If you look at the first videos I posted on my social media on CrossFit, I looked mentally challenged. <laughs> like, I cannot, I'm I cannot sure. move properly. Yeah, yeah, I didn't say retarded. Hey, sorry. But like, uh, it's, it's, um, the I DHS look, is coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, Mystery of truth. Me. I haven't said retarded, you faggots. That's for everyone in HR. Uh, uh, but it's, a, it's I'm a, not going to edit that out. <laughs> yeah, please leave it in. <laughs> I want a clip. Uh, <laughs> and and just the, when you look at that, like I looked at my videos earlier in CrossFit and I looked dumb. Like I could not do any of the things. Like my lifts were terrible. And then I put so many hours just by being in it. Like I just immersed myself in it. I had the gym. I... I um coach people all the same type of selling stuff and all this yeah so i just went immerse yourself into just it. get into it just yeah. get in into the rhythm of things and you will find out soon enough whether or not you can or cannot compete at it you can or cannot be part of it and i found out that i could i very within very short period of time i was like oh this is actually you you kind of start going abc and that's it. And then you go, okay, can I do more of that? Yes. And then you start realizing that you can move ahead. And th then I invited 
Matt Fraser to Australia and we organized a seminar. It was a business seminar. You we opened the gym with him? Or? No, no, no. Oh. Like we I basically say, oh, send, he an was... email, send an email to his manager and said, hey, I want to organize a seminar with Matt Fraser after the CrossFit Games, which I know he's going to win, comes to Australia. He hasn't won it yet. He said, no, he's going to win. Comes to Australia and does a seminar. And he goes, okay, sounds good. We'll, we'll, we'll love to do that. I'm like, great. He, he wins the games, then I bring him to Australia in August. Oh, so it was like, yeah. it was live nice. ass. So it was good. Worked out. Worked out. Because I was, I understood the sport. I was following the sport and I was like, these guys, are yeah. this person. and I love the sport. I was involved in the sport. And it's like, and the reason why we did that with Matt was, Matt is, it's his work ethic was paid to none, like second to none. Like I just watch him train. And be wow, like he was on holiday and his fitness was just out of control. But then after having that experience with him, uh, when I was able to then try and follow follow a program and then go and compete at somewhat a high level, right? And people went, "Wow, what happened?" I'm like no, nothing happened. I just happened to instead of going, I couldn't travel to America because uh, back in the day it was hard for me to to get to get to go where I wanted to get to without having to have my you know, like to to agree to travel to America. So instead of actually traveling to America, I decided to bring the what is one of the best athletes from America to Australia. That's pretty cool that you even like cold emailed them, organized all that. Like, yeah. what was the event for? Uh, it was called cool. uh, it was Beyond Training Camp, and it was uh, it was one in uh, in Brisbane on CrossFit Torian, and the other one was in Sydney. So we ran two. And it was great because like that shit actually went well. And well, it's awesome when somebody takes the time to organize something because like that's actually a good amount of work. Is like to be work. the guy yeah. who's like yeah. praise the plan, gets people on, gets it all <laughs> sponsored up or figured out, whatever. Is it two seconds? The two second rule. It's the rule of like every time you have an idea, you have to you have to take an action within a two second. I think it's a two or four second window of thinking of the idea. I've never heard of that, but I do agree. And just like you gotta, so for example, like otherwise right now, that hesitation is not good. It kills. It kills something. Yeah. It kills. It kills creativity. It kills. It, yeah. It, it's like you're trying to start a flame. So as soon as you right. have a spark, you have to blow it. You have to. Yeah. And then it just goes. Yeah. And then you have to manage it. So right. the thing with comedy and artists and people like that that are working in a variable. Um, the opinion of the world environment, which is where we are, because this is the opinion of the world. This, yeah, they're it's a very, judging uh, us. Very democratic they're judging system. us. Oh my god! Um, so much yeah. <laughs> don't judge me. Yeah, judge me if you want. I don't care. Um, I judge myself enough. But you know, it's like you you do that. You put that outside, and he's controlling the flame, because that flame it's it's all it is. Because that flame could burn you. Because you could have so much self conscious thoughts to a point that you hide. Right. You become egotistical. You become internal you start thinking that everyone only thinks of you and you're da 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 da, da and you're like well, that's not the world you're right. living in fucking fantasy land yeah and but you have to be very mindful of that so that's what i'm thinking the ideas you gotta f turn them into flames and then manage them you know and that moment of hesitation is just dumps water on the flame or whatever and that moment of spark. hesitation could be internal could be external and that's the thing when you manage who you're around so the most dialed in that i've ever felt was maybe around the end of 2018 2019 mm -hmm. and a lot of what i was practicing back in those days this is just i'm remembering yeah, yeah. it was not hesitating this was like a weird practice weird thing, i had right? yeah so what, like what, what made what made you 
Do I don't. I don't remember. I think I heard it on a thing about uh, a TED Talk or something that, in that oh. moment of hesitation, uh, yeah, please. Uh, in that moment of hesitation, there is like uh, it kills a spark, mm-hmm. and I can't remember about the TED Talk. But anyway, the point of the, all that was like when I was really dialed in. Um, I just found that I had this momentum to everything. Yeah. And that momentum kind of like ended up being really helpful because like if I slipped up, well, like, you know, I have all this accrual or whatever that kind of pushes you forward. But anyway, what was the point of it? In that moment's hesitation, Mm -hmm. there is, it's terrible to hesitate. And so one way that you can practice Mm -hmm. not hesitating, and this is what the point I was trying to make, you go to the gym your timer goes off. You're supposed to go do a set. Do you immediately go and do that set? Or do you uh, hit the snooze button in the morning when you get out of bed is the exact same yeah. thing. That's why I'm trying to do it's, burpees only. Because as soon as I get up, I'm hitting the ground. Yeah, right. So as soon as, I, as, soon as my that's feet pretty good. hit the fucking... And that's I, 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 do, I do something similar once in a while with push-ups. And that's what I haven't put on weight. Like, I've been eating, smoking weed. I've been doing mushrooms. I've been in Peru, drinking a fair... Like, not drinking a lot, but just drinking. Like, especially now with, 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 in comedy, right? Like, I yeah, I avoided, I avoided, it, I avoided sure. like, nightclubs basically throughout my 20s because I own a gym. Yeah. And, I was, and, I was, and I was focused on competing in CrossFit up until I was 29. So... I didn't drink that much. I was constantly fucking training a lot. I was eating right, throwing t-shirt, whatever. So I had a very regimented lifestyle. And then now that I'm trying to, I'm not doing this. I want to do comedy. I want to make comedy my career, writing content. But that's the same thing. When you're on a stage, that moment hesitation will kill the joke. You have an idea and you don't say it or you get distracted or something. And it'll kill the joke. But yeah, right. But now what I'm doing is just drinking all the time, being in nightclubs, just hanging out with comedians, which is what we do. Which is uh, that's yeah. the, that's the the time we hang out with people is at night yeah. when they finish work when they're tired. Yeah. Yeah. So then you have to. It's and this is what I was trying to say Still the other day. Energy. Do you think do you think people when they're tired they're easier to make to make laugh or harder to make laugh? Harder. Harder to make laugh. Yeah. Right? So you need the audience to be energized. Yeah. And you have to bring that energy. If they're the, not bringing it. Yeah. If they're not to, bringing it, if the room is yeah. not bringing it, then you have to bring the energy. In. Then you have to bring it. And I don't think everyone has to be that way. Like Mark Maron or Dave Chappelle or whatever, you know, they'll yeah. just grab a stool and hang out, but maybe they earn that privilege, you know? Yeah. They're also like, Jesus. Yeah. They're also like, they earn the privilege. And I think that that's, no, but you're right. Probably for like, I I don't know what a style of comedy. What a style of comedy would you say you want to do? A style of comedy. I think I really like satire. I think yeah. that's a lot of my comedy is mm-hmm. just like, I almost want to say it where like, I don't know. There's um, it's fun to have a question, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's it's fun to have a question. It's fun to have an idea. I don't even like. I don't even know. Like for me, it's like I just I find things, little things about English funny, and I think that that's silly about it. that. That's the only thing I find I find interesting is like silliness about that. But cliches are also hilarious, but they are not always true. So you know, they're always all the cliches about me are like 
I, I tried to say that I'm one of the smart ones in, in, in the stupid shit like that. It's just, it's do you, when you hear your name called, what do you feel? Excitement or hesitation? Excitement. Excitement. Really? Yeah. But like when I yeah, because by the time your name gets called, it's time to go. Yeah, I feel hesitation all the way up until that point. Yeah, and like that hesitation could actually drive me to not get up if I really like it hasn't yet, but it it could. Want to drive all anxiety away? I usually just go fuck it, and then just bite it. That does too, but uh, just saying fuck it drives anxiety away. But also. What if you just knew that every fucking Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. you're yeah. going to go to that mic and you're going to say words? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. all anxiety goes to zero. Discipline of it. Absolutely. Not zero, but, you know, like reduced by half. For me, it's more For me, it's more about I feel in debt of doing something good all the time. Even though I know, like, you know, I just feel like it's the time. It's not just my time. It's their time. And I value people. I value people's time. I value your time. I value the people that are sitting down. Me there. too. So if I feel like I haven't put enough attention of work of what I was going to say prior to getting up, I feel like it yes. is not. I feel like I am doing them a disservice. That's true. And I don't want to get up. But at the same time, sometimes you just want to riff. Sometimes I just been up with nothing, and then I go bang. And like the other day, it happened to me, and right said get up get up get the fuck up and i'm like okay so i just went up and i came up with a and the, the new joke the stuff about the peruvian president of, of racism is funny only if the whole country does it and how you know peru call chinamen a president that was actually born in japan and we call him the chinaman you know like and how like he after so many years as the president started calling himself the chinaman you know He's not yeah. Chinese. He's fucking Japanese. That's funny. Like we made a Japanese guy call himself Chinese. <laughs> yeah, that's at the what end people of the day. Yeah. yeah, at the that's end of the day, people... he disappeared. His enemies, yeah. and he fucking sold cocaine in the presidential plant. Pretty Chinese, if you ask me. <laughs> Pretty Chinese. So I don't know how much coke they do, but <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Like China sells a lot of cocaine. That's do they fun. really? Yeah, the fentanyl and the coke. They just what? that's what they do. I thought so. that was Mexico. No, 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 no. It's China sells the fentanyl, and China China mixes is the coke. Like it's. A, I it's thought a they were just enslaving Uyghurs. <laughs> They're doing a lot of fucking bad things. China, please don't kill me. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Mal's like I was listening. This is a uh, joke. By the way, we're satiric. Oh my god, I would love this if Mao was yeah. listening. That would just make Mao. I, this, what does that say about Xi. me that that would like really affect me in uh, a positive uh, way? Bitch. <laughs> I, oh uh, wait, did I say Mao? I meant uh, Xi Jinping. He's the same guy. He's the same guy it's, to me. It's they're both. They're, yeah, they're, <laughs> it basically it, it's different. Like, different games, different players, different times. You know, but all the same strategy. The same strategy. Yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like Kanye West and Adolf Hitler. <laughs> different timelines, different what, people. What was Hitler? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What is up with the anti-Semitism? We were talking about that. Fuck. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he makes sense. Not just well. Yeah, they <laughs> I are. I good shoes. Hey, they do control everything, but it might be because they're actually better. They do. Like, it's it's. Have you seen the one when he's when he's like coming? Wait, out by of... by the way, by control everything. I know there's like a lot of anti-Semite stuff or whatever happening. Yeah, no, I like it. I don't know what that means. Like, I'm not saying they control anything. I'm just saying that on a lot of categories, they are represented. And the only reason it sticks out in my mind is because of Mormons. 
there's more Mormons out there. You never hear Mormons doing anything. That what Mormons true. have you ever heard of? Mitt Romney? And then he didn't do he really didn't, he didn't do, do anything. Much. He, he failed at being president or whatever. And what, that's he a, created this slogan, make America great again. And he? lost it to Donald Trump. That's awesome. There's no way that's true though. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that is true. I'm pretty sure I watch and fact check me, but I'm pretty sure I watched this documentary <laughs> because I was watching it for the Trump persona I did. What? You're gay. Um, <laughs> The, the the fucking documentary said that Donald Trump waited until Mitt Romney lost the election, and then he saw his slogan, which is "Make America Great Again," and he's like, "That's such a good slogan." He didn't do its service. That's he didn't do awesome. it very well. So I'm gonna oh, take he it. He lifted his I'm material. Fucking. He did it better. He did it better. Yeah, he did it better. And he <laughs> fucking he trademarked the thing. He literally stole it from him. <laughs> He's uh, such an he American hero. He's like everything that I love about this country. He's like, he's, <laughs> he sees, like in New York, you know, in New York, there was this building, shitty old building. And he was like, I want to build a tower on top of a tower without taking that tower down. And he's like, yeah, how do you do it? I'm going to buy the air. He bought the he's fucking good. air. He created the first contract in New York to buy the air rights to a tower and then build a fucking 52 72 he's a great figure of our time we're lucky he's just a genius i don't that's about all this hate why are you hating on somebody i mean you should be appreciating if only for the entertainment i mean he's a bit of a polarizing character when it comes to politics like yeah (laughs) he's a he's an absolute genius when it comes to business in my opinion or or at least like appearing appearing to be a genius in business because he appears to be like by by looking at this documentary and reading this this stuff about him and then having worked in the industry i go oh this guy is actually a creative like because he you have to be creative to say hey i want to put a building on top of a building that i don't own and i'm going to buy the rights of the air and then being the first one that did it in new york the first one that did it so then after him people started doing it so this really? guy buying air rights yeah so this guy basically oh, there you go. came out with the idea of the air ride system and like that's what made New York what it is right now. So well, you just it, have to appreciate anyone who can get a task from zero to one, and then one to two, and two to three. Like that's I'm the impossible doer. thing. I do, yeah. I do. And Others he did, don't. he did with like all these things. Like people would get mad at him for like the Paris. You know, even if it was a mistake, he was taking an action. You know, like and, and look, the, the guy is not the guy is it's it, as a president. It was it was shit because he didn't handle COVID well. He didn't know how to. And like, and I, and, but then, well, he wasn't the best that we had. Oh, offer, well, and, and like, I'm, what I'm trying to say is that no one is, no one, no, no, no one human being can be good at fucking managing exactly. that many people. Well, at everything, and no one. they can't be good at everything. He's a deals guy. He's like a, let's fucking yeah. get this thing going he's and like, done. And he's like, yeah, how you sign it. Bang, yeah. bang. And yeah. then he, but he, 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 a lot of the thing that people don't know is that he was surrounded by a lot of good women. This is something that. Like Trump was surrounded by a very strong office manager, like a strong office manager, like a really super strong lady that was just fucking stern. And she was an engineer, sorry, an engineer. She was an engineer. So she was in all the projects that they were signing off. She had to review them. And he trusted her like with his life because he knew that she was like a woman. He was like a woman in construction. Unheard of. (laughs) You are a killer. He called her a killer. And because she signed all the contracts with all the contractors, she reviewed all the stuff. She was an engineer. And he's like, if you're a woman in engineering, 
you've got to have both. And this is kind of like the thing that I'm saying with, like, with, with, with women in far-field jobs and, and all this equality stuff and all this 50-50 push. It's like, yeah. no, you fucking want, you, want, you want every industry to have a pecking order, right? And every industry to have like a level into which like, you know, the, you the, the people that are the most interested at it would succeed. The people that work right. the most at it would succeed. It's not, I've been there for 10 years. I've been there for, in, in real estate, when I joined real estate, that's, it, people told you that. People were like, just, you know, you're not going to be doing anything great for the next eight years. Wait until year eight and then your mates are going to start be doing great things and then you're going to become this. And he's like, just like, just wait it and then you'll be mildly successful. Yeah. So just wait it out. And I was like, what a boring existence. Yes. Just to sit down and wait it out to then have certainty but then you go no you got to guarantee it you got to make it happen you got to right. make it happen like but if you're making it happen if you're the person putting in the work or at least saying i am willing to take the punt i'm really i'm willing to lose it all i'm willing to leave it of the backpack if i have to because i think that there is something here that i want to pay my attention to so fuck it go for it and and that's yeah, probably my when when my when my chapter in comedy really started is that like I wanted to always in 2020, uh, not 2000, yeah, 2020, uh, during the pandemic, there was one open mic in Queensland that I went to. I did like, it was like five minutes set, just got up, first time ever. Got down, the guy was like, say, first time ever? He's like, yeah, great. I was like, fuck. And, with that, and I was like, I just was riffing about, you know, going to therapy, my wife, and divorce, and shit like that. Just, just riff for a bit. But it was like funny because. It was in Australia with my accent. Sounds funny. People find it hilarious. And when I say the word "can't," people find <laughs> word quite funny too. Yeah. Especially me. But then one of the, the lady was like, "Oh, you said the word can't too many times," and there was like this really weird vibe. And then I was like, "Ah, you know what? I've got a career. I work in real estate. My name is on all these signs. My phone numbers and all this. Like, I just don't want to, you know, like it just look weird that I'm gonna be getting up on a stage and talk about my dick and my divorce. So I decided not to, you know, to just." step aside and not do it kind of thing. so is uh jose rojas and that's a real is that a stage name or that's my stage name that's well that's the name i'll go for now in comedy and it's the name okay, we'll go gotcha. to in in also in real estate because so my name is jose Alcejo. a u you find it i'll put it on, on my instagram but uh, yeah that's my name that's my that's my dad's name as well which he, he was the mayor of, that, of the city in Peru. But it is good to have like a layer of protection against your identity nah, because, yeah, it, it, you know, just, but it's one of those things that if South you're Americans applying for a job, have, they can just find whatever you're doing and maybe they don't like what you're doing. Yeah, that's true. But like, you know, know what? Could the better be. option is not to have a job ever. Well, like, it could be some jobs are cool. No, fuck that. I some don't jobs are fucking cool. No, fuck that. I don't want to like if, if someone like this is the thing. If someone like now, I what learned, if you could work for YouTube? Yeah, but like if I can, if I have to work for someone that would would just limit my my free thought outside, of, like for example, comedy, right? Comedy is it's an it's an art, and we're being wild. Like if someone is, if I'm being a painter and I paint, I don't know, a fucking guy beheading another person, uh, people go like, oh, that's an artistic choice. What a beautiful thing, right? You're an artist. But like if I make a joke about a guy beheading a person, I'm a piece of shit. It's like. It's, it, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, like it's the a, censorship is that yeah, what you're the censorship. About? So, like, yeah. at the end of the day, I'm like, I'm like, if, if my employer is going to censor me, if my employer is going to be like, oh, I don't want to hire her because of this, I don't want to work for that person. They want to do the best thing for the viewers and the creators that makes the most amount of attention. They want to capture the most amount of attention. 
sell the most amount of ads. We're all just trying to sling ads, right? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. True. Ads. <laughs> like, at the end of the day, well, yeah. yeah I it's, didn't it's, know until just now. But yeah, we are just trying to sling ads. That is. Yeah. Uh, I think, well, I, I just I think build an audience more than, and like that's when you can advertise. But then at the end of the day, it's more like speaking to a captive audience rather than building a trust and. And building a, peop- a group of people that you can talk but that, to. But like there, so th- there's this pool of attention. What would, how would you describe that? Is it a marketplace of attention? Is it a, what is it? Well, you, like, I think that, so this is, what, this is what I think, right? This, I think the world is this big sphere. The ocean, every, the ocean is full of ships. Ships are people. We're beacons of life. Okay. We show people, we show people where, we show people where the, where land is or where our opinion is. So we're basically there going like, this is me. See me. This is what I create. This is what I'm creating. This is, hey, look, I want to create. This is my podcast. This is Jose. This is my comedy. This is my podcast because I'm doing a podcast as well, and I'm doing, trying to do a show in Peru with oh, yeah? friends. Yeah, so I have a oh. friend, my friend that has a coffee shop in Peru, which is called Artidoro, which is in Miraflores, which is in a part of Peru. It's quite popular, uh, where a lot of tourists go and a lot of English-speaking people go to. I've been, I've been liaising with them. We're trying to really get at least one show a month of like English speaking comedy going there and like trying to build up like a momentum on that. Cause what happens is you go to Europe, there is things like that in, in world cities, you know, like Copenhagen and Helsinki and things like that where people speak English and like that there's people like So me. would the podcast be at the coffee shop? No, the podcast would be at my place. I'll, oh, go, I'll go to the studio there and then we're going to run a show at that coffee shop, like a English mic kind of it, thing. With English schools as well, so people that want to learn English in Peru have a level of understanding of English that want to watch something different can attend to this. So then you have audiences that actually. I thought that could be a pretty fun uh, content format. Would be like dinner conversations. Yeah. So like you have a chef come in and cook for you at at, at like a home party, Mm -hmm. or you go out to a restaurant and you find some way to like film it, Mm -hmm. you know, like and get everybody mic'd up and like good cameras and good lighting, and it's all like kind of like what um what's it called? Uh, I'm sure somebody's done it. Will Smith was doing it, I think. Yeah, I'm sure it's been done. Yeah, but yeah, like as a series, and then you kind of like have like the ordering process, and you have the food, and all of that as a part of the conversation. Actually, that's yeah. Well, like I think I think that you. Cooking shows, I think cooking, the, the scene of cooking is a very good scene. Like the, yeah. the, the format of cooking, you know? Yeah. Because you, when you have a dinner party, when you have, and it's like, it has to be this intimate dinner party, right? Because you think about it, you can have a big dinner party, no, it doesn't work. No, it has yeah, to be right. four people. It has yeah, to be two right. couples, right? right? Like two couples. You, your wife, or you, your girlfriend, and your best friend, his girlfriend. And the Probably four max that, four, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like four people that can shit on each other, that can go back and forth, right? You can have a mix of people. You can have, you know, like two and two, whatever. But the format is so great because people are cooking for you. So that basically two of them can be the guests. The other yeah. two are preparing the meals. You can go, you can swap. Perhaps a couple does entree or like the first, the first, um, the first meal. And the other, the, the other couple do the dessert. And they both pair up. Well, so, and it would be, yeah, yeah like yeah, a but nice you have pairing. That, but it's just like sharing, breaking bread, which is like the element. Which is of another. Like, which is a, a good human thing, yeah. actually. More yeah. than anything else, it's like we're all human. We all always broke bread. Right. Always sat down to eat. Whether we were... Probably most always in front of a fire, but... And most always in, with others. And most and always... Always, with, most with most others. Most always with women and men. Breaking most, bread, Exactly. Yeah, for real. 
for real, for real. And I think that that's like it's it's why I like comedy is because comedy is so old, 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 old. It's speaking to people. It's standing in front and doing that. It's clearly the the um, last bastion of free speech. Absolutely, but also it's clearly like something that it's worth pursuing because it's hard. It's yeah. really hard. Yeah. It's to be really good to watch. Like I watch guys like Casey Rocket, like just fucking. I don't understand those guys. Like I go so funny. Talk about bringing energy. Like bringing, talking about like just getting, setting getting, a vibe, getting the, getting a room and of, just going in the frequency and be like, here's your frequency. You're gonna, you know, stay with me here. For but a then while. there's all the guys as well. Like you know, they just guys with simple like Jack. I like Jackswell's Stoltman's. He's really good. You know, the, his joke writing ability is really good. He reads a lot. He's very lyric, lyrical. He he uh, and, and, and I've been watching him closely because he's we've been hanging out a bit. So he reads a lot of literature, and I like reading too. So I've been reading more about how to write because I want to get better at that. That's where I think I will lack always is being English as a second language. So I will always focus my attention on, on how to be a better creative writer. Do you think the way to be a better writer is to read more? Yeah, yeah. So that's what I've been doing. I've been, yeah. I've been reading. I've been reading right. books, and about, just like reading books about writing. That's what I've been doing. Well, yeah, but I guess that's good too. Technical, yeah. So, right. like, for example, Stephen King, right? Especially if it's a different yeah, yeah, language, yeah, yeah. you need a Stephen lot. Stephen King has a really good book about writing. Yeah, no, and that's that's all those books about writing. They give you like, they give you mainly tools and be, and the better use of verbs, how to use more complex verbs to create more creativity around a word or a certain topic. So I've been doing a lot of that. Like I'm, I get stupid when I like something. Like, I get dumb. Like, when I, in the sense that I get a stupid interested into it. Like, to the point that nothing else matters. Like, when I did that with CrossFit, I did it to the point that nothing else matters. I brought the fucking champion of the world. From the other side of the world, I paid. Yeah. I said, like, I'll fucking pay you money That's to cool. come here. Like, I don't, like, I was like, I, I will, I will, I, will, I have, it was, my dad had just passed away. So, my dad passed away. I had a, I had a version of an inheritance, which wasn't much, but it was something. And I was like, what do I do with this? And I remember my old man always told me, whatever you do, you spend your money on experiences that will provide you with a different perspective. That yeah. was his, and like, if I will remember something that he said. That is the best use of money. Expected. That is the absolute best use of money. And I, that's all you do. Obviously, he was talking about prostitutes, but, <laughs> you know. Well, that's second best. <laughs> like, I mean, he was good at that. But that shit it's but for real, me. money should be used to liberate your time and create experiences. Yes, exactly. And like that's, that's all it is. It's just like yeah. it's just like uh, dad passed away. And that's why you should generate as much money as you possibly can. One hundred percent. And, and, but, and retain and, but, it. But yes, it should not but be generate main, it. But it should not be your only focus. Because it could be very soul. This is what I'm saying. Is like yeah, it right. Can, it can be very right. self destructive. Like it's chasing money, which is what a lot of people it can't do. ever be. It can the, ever, you can ever the get goal because like, you will always have. You always want more. You always raise your level of interest. You always raise your interest. It just has to be a natural outcome of your lifestyle. It just it's just got to be something that you don't pursue, but it happens because you're doing something that you already. Yeah, like you it. went to this college and you okay. did this career and you studied yeah. this subject and you interned at this place and now you got the job. And like, then this is that's a very that's that's a that's the ladder way. That you're, you're on basically on a ladder. And that's fine. Yeah. If you want to be in the ladder, that's okay. No one 
no one is judging you for that. And I think that people should have the right and the freedom to do that. But because I, I have cousins of mine that are doing that right now. That, it's that, the that, safest option. Yeah, yeah, no, but I have cousins of mine from, from Peru that have moved to Germany. And they are doing that in Germany. And they are the happiest they've ever been because they go, it's our normality. Peru was so up and down. We never had a normal, a normal scale in the country. It was always boom and bust. I got to pee. Go. Speaking of boom and bust, what were the three most interesting things that we've talked about in the last hour? Man, I think I think we just we discussed a lot about you know the reasons to do comedy, which is very important. I think like my reasons to do comedy and your reasons to do comedy, which is very good. I think the fact that we are all one, you know, like going back to circle back to like, because like. One of the things that I can find here and talking to a lot of young comedians and people that have been doing it for about a year and hanging out with people in the scene in Austin and how seeing how Austin is so creative and it's, you know, it's, it's a creative city. It's a city with people that have come from every other place. And I know that there is beef and there is all these drama and there's some people fucking causing fights and open mics and shit like that, that I saw the other day, which is ridiculous. Which is like you're trying to make people laugh and then you're like causing like a zine in which like you are being dramatic about something. Like it's just about having a physical altercation or something, assaulting someone. Yeah. Like a guy a guy being young, dumb, stupid and it's just squabbles, it's gonna happen. Like, you know, it's, well, it's gonna happen, but like it's just territories it's gonna happen in every it happens is. in everything and it happens in a in a group of wild people, which is comedians. Yeah. Like most people Especially are, so is somebody that, who'll just that like we say always shit. Have a, but like I always think that that those things um are also a matter of age as well i don't oh, see many definitely. people in their 30s or the 40s trying to hit each other you know yeah like yeah i had a guy the other day like come up and like be like do you want to fight me and it's like first of all i immediately think you're going to attack me with a knife so like that's everywhere my brain is at yeah now secondly what do i have to gain from fighting you like is this a million dollar boxing match or whatever they do you know, like <laughs> that's anyway, insane. But yeah, like, like, like what? People. But this is this is the thing. It's like I find it so wild going through Dirty Six, going through the creek and the cave, looking at both and that, and and I, I haven't yeah, like you, I, I was fun. like you know I haven't like as I was saying to you like my decision to do comedy was like a basically like a I guess half face decision. You know, like a like. I'll put my name on a kill. Tony said, "If I come up, I'll do this. If I don't, well, I won't. I left it to destiny. I was like, destiny. You know, I'll sign up, and if my name gets choked, my game is called. That means that I well, have to do that every time you sign up for Kill Tony. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, not really, because who gives a fuck? Because like, well, this is you're the never point. gonna get called. Like you're gonna get you not you don't know if you're gonna get cold. I didn't know I was gonna get cold, and I got cold, and then I just obviously bombed miserably. Your chances are like one in a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. So you know you could get cold. Yeah, but like you'd have to go a hundred times. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I, never, I have I no never idea. Seen it that way actually, like I, that actually now that now that I see it that way, I actually get like oh my god. But like, but like for me, it was like I sign up. I'll see what happens. Sign up. Got up. It was terrible. Misery bomb. He roasted me no badly. Then I made a mistake. I tried to be really. I, I tried to be That's funny. That's like, so funny. Even it was. It was. It was. That, that. It was actually. Fun. It was. What I'm saying badly is like it was bad. It was. It was so funny for me. I was laughing the whole time. I was just like with a smile from ear yeah, to ear. I was just like the whole fucking experience for me was like wow. But when I watch it back, I go like fuck. Why did I say that? 
fuck. Like I just go back and go like, uh, uh, and I remember, eh, I had a handful of mushrooms. I had a lot of weed. I had a lot of fucking alcohol, and I was like, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave it to to my to my to my vice to to make a decision for me. And then I went, no, I already had made a decision before that. I did it. I went up, you know, like I went to the creek. I sat down and watched show. Like I signed up. I tried to do. I did the banana phone for the first time, you know, and then I met Jack, Jack and those guys for the first time. And, and those guys told me the stories about doing comedy and how long have they been doing it. And then I met you and I met, and I met Audrey and I met all these people. And I was like, holy fuck, this is like, you know, an incredible array of people that are just so creative. They've been doing it for four or five years. Some of them been doing it for a year. Some of them been doing it for 10 months. Some of them been doing it for like fucking eight years. Yeah, man. We got to get organized and uh, we got to get better because there's a lot of opportunity and a lot of talent but it isn't very well organized it's far less i'm not like an organization genius but there's i think, I think, I think there's good stuff out there i think that definitely there's opportunity just, like fix signups or whatever yeah know, oh like, or like or even like even like a, a version of like you know you can have all the i was thinking about like a tech where you can have all the comedians sign up to and it's like a Tinder for comedians, you know, and you can get signed up to book the shows. And just that. Tinder? Yeah. Like every comedian's on Tinder. It's just every comedian. Actually, yeah. it is. It is quite a funny thing. Well, my my Tinder is so wankerish. Mine up. is like all like, yeah, come fuck me. But I never get anything. I get zero <laughs> pussy on Tinder. Like, it's so bad. It's what terrible. do you think of this premise? Dating apps are a pre-selection for like basically, I don't want to say losers, but everyone where it didn't work out. Let's just say that. It is definitely, you know what definitely it is definitely full of a lot of didn't work out. Right. Like, like it's <laughs> a lot of it's a lot of it's a lot of chicks okay, in the thirties. It's a lot of chicks in the thirties going to long term <laughs> relationship yeah. open to short. And you're yeah. like, bitch, I know what you meant. I'm gonna fuck you. And I hope <laughs> that you fuck me and get me pregnant and then we married. And I was like, Yep, yep. <laughs> then, Wait, is that how it works? Oh, that's scary. But in the thirties, yeah. that's exactly what they're asking for. Isn't that like, what it's a pre-selection for? Unless you're like <laughs> You know, under twenty five, I guess. I don't like maybe under it's, I don't know. If, like I can't. Yeah, that's go, what it is. I over can't go, over yeah. over thirty five, it's definitely that. Fuck. Okay, dating apps over thirty five, because that's my category. And like, I think that also they should go by weight. You know, <laughs> they should give you a weight. Oh yeah, a weight setting. That wouldn't be bad <laughs> to be able to filter. I mean, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. After twelve o'clock, after after midnight, after midnight, after midnight, my will go yeah. up to two hundred pounds and above. Yeah. Those chicks love me after midnight. <laughs> that chicks love me at night. Really? Well, I man, love them at night. No, it's funny. This Anyways. was a really fun discussion. Um, it was, my friend. What else do we have to know about Jose? Uh, well, nothing else. You hopefully see me more around Austin in, in Florida, uh, one or the other. Uh, I'll be moving to the States, definitely hitting into the comedy scene. I will periodically document my journey at the same time i want to start i'm starting this where are you po- documenting it uh um, i will start it on my instagram oh. first uh that, nice. that'll be that'll be mainly what i put everything on my on my posts and everything um yep and what i'm doing with that it will be a podcast soon a few releases on my instagram uh with basically discussing peru and what's happening around my country um just giving you a bit of a taste of Peru, but in English, just that'd be really that, cool. Yeah, just something, something that I am familiar with that I can, that I can show and that I can do while I'm there at the moment because I'll be there for the next month. With some coffee, uh, ceviche, ceviche, yeah, 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 some cocaine too. No, sorry, no, it's a joke, it's a joke. There's no cocaine in Peru. Well, there's heaps actually. 
but don't hit me up on that. Um, maybe not. But the funny thing is that Peru will go back, um, spend time with mom, get this podcast started, which I mainly will discuss politi- politicians, which is what I um, what I enjoy doing, making fun of uh, public servants, making stupid decisions for people, and that you think happens a lot in the states well let me tell you it happens a lot in peru so there's a lot of funny stories you know not just the peruvian presidents and the ex-presidents and so forth but stories that my dad used to tell me about his time in parliament so i'll, I'll i'm doing a big recap on all that and to do that i'm spending a lot of time in austin to learn how to convey that better to the world in obviously the best city the capital uh the comedy capital of the world which is austin yeah. which that's what apparently people want to make it so i was gonna say if it's not it's soon to be but that sounds really interesting and like a really cool lens that new york I think new york new york apparently is the comedy capital of the world isn't it i don't i don't think people would uh call anything anything or i think people would be really interested in those stories yeah of yeah. like corrupt politicians but from like you know this country's unique we have so many point of view we have so many of them and like it's just uh it's just that that's probably what i'm what i'm trying to focus attention on and um it doesn't have a name yet i've got a producer i've got a guy in peru which is a friend of mine from school using some of my contacts there and outsourcing it to a third world country makes it too cheap <laughs> but no but the reality is that yeah those guys are going to use it and they're going to take that uh we're going to take that and run a studio which hopefully to really help people share ideas share different ideas in a place that needs it well maybe you'll tell us about it again in the future that's it thank you very much okay uh what's your social media uh it's jose r a u s e j o okay thanks dude yeah, thanks, all right dude. bye it.